Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Family Records. My name is Matthew Gino Salcedo Rodolfi. You didn't need to know that. And with me, as always, is my cousin, Blakeup Tony Sweet. How's it going, Blakeup? It's going all right. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been called... Well, you call me Blakeup every now and again. I haven't been called Tony in a while. Yeah, yeah. Tony. Am I the only one that's ever called you Blakeup? I think so. Is that a Matt Rodolfi original? I I think so. TM, Matt Rodolfi. TM, yeah. I think I've said that a few times on Family Records. Because uh, I yeah. said so nat- like without thinking. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. I guess it's not Tony. I, you never you never shorten your middle name to Tony? No, I guess I could. It's Anthony. I mean, you could. I mean, with that, you can mess around with it. Blake, T-Dog, sweet. <laughs> Tone Bone, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess... Blake I don't know T-bone. if anything. If anything, Tony is probably the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, Tony, Anthony, Blake, Blake, Anthony, Sweet, Baz. I mean, there there was a point I was thinking about like for a stage name doing the whole B Anthony Sweet thing, but then I realized I don't want to be a douche. <laughs> I don't want to just go by my Anthony. initials like some douchey author out there. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> a certain mg rodolfi i don't know sounds handsome <laughs> <laughs> when i when i see a name like that i just i've clearly i feel like clearly they must be a highly qualified author that's all someone that I knows what they're clearly doing. they must have read the time traveler and think they're a writer <laughs> yeah well you know shayla beef <laughs> <What>? <laughs> From a uh, uh, Halloween special. Oh, God, this hurts. <laughs> Shayla Beef. Did you say Shayla Beef? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't speak stupid French. Yeah, that's right. This is Family Records where we reference our other podcasts. <laughs> hey, man, we don't have that many listeners. Who cares? <laughs> well, the listeners we do have, probably. JR cares. JR cares. You think so? <laughs> you don't think he comes in here to listen to us talk about other things that we're doing that he's listening to? No, he comes oh. here just to yeah. He comes just here just to, to listen out. and be a part of the group. Well, let me put let me let me make you feel right at home. Little arm around you, buddy. <sighs> just me and Jr. hanging out on Family <laughs> Records. How you doing, pal? Don't touch my leg like that. All hey, right, Jr. Jr. Buddy, he's married. Marriage is just a document stamped by a legal official. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's dumb. I'm in a weird mood tonight. <laughs> yeah, clearly we're on a Saturday. It's not usually we're not usually recording on a, on this day. Well, we are. It's just we're normally recording our other shows. Yeah, that's true. We're working on other <laughs> stuff. We're different mindset. That's for sure. Scripted. This is all improv, baby. This is all off the dome, as they say. And this is probably why it's our worst show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. I get why you're turning this off already. 
I mean, those of you that just joined in. Somehow we managed to squeeze two hours out of this consistently. <laughs> Who knows why? Because <laughs> we start talking, we sound like idiots at the beginning, and then by the end, we're talking about something really interesting. Well, that's because we us. get drunk. Yeah, drunk. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's jump into that. Yeah. That'll loosen things up. We, we've been... Woo! Alcohol. Yeah, booze. Well, on the last episode, we let it go. I don't know if you saw the title. <laughs> worst worst well we named it well, on the yeah, worst. worst whiskey tasting yeah, yeah. not to be con- not to be confused with the worst, worst tasting, tasting whiskey, whiskey which is few bourbon yes that so far it's few <laughs> um yeah so let's try this so tonight we are drinking a unique one that i saw called legent or maybe it's legend i don't know what do you think uh i'd say legend 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 maybe legend Maybe it's legend. Just legend. Legend. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, This is an interesting one. I saw this and I was very fascinated because if let me see if I remember this correctly. Um, It is apparent. Let me just read the back of the bottle. Two legendary creators behind some of the world's most revered whiskeys have come together to bring you something special. Expertly distilled by seventh-generation master distiller Fred No, and then refined by world-renowned chief blender Shinji Oh shoot, Shinji Fukuyu Fukuyo. Would oh, you say Shinji Fukuyo? I did. Okay. I should have proofread this. I, I didn't mean to butcher the name. I'm sorry, Shinji. Legend is a marriage of East and West, a celebration of the craftsmanship of Kentucky bourbon balanced with the artistry of Japanese blending. So that's why I was interested, because we haven't touched on any Japanese. We have not. Bourbon I noticed yet, you chose to go with the Kentucky accent instead of the Japanese accent. Was that a Kentucky accent? I don't know. I thought that, that was a closer. Japanese <laughs> That wasn't Japanese? <laughs> oh, you know what? That had more of like a... a like a Taiwanese flavor. I know it's a, like a regional thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was closer to Japanese. We all know I'm not very good at impressions. Yeah, none of <laughs> us are. Um, That's why we do talk shows where we can. I love the play idea ourselves. of like the movie announcer being a Kentucky accent. <laughs> like this summer. <laughs> I know I'm a terrible movie announcer, but um, do you have anything on this? Does it, does it give um, you? Anything? Is it just a one-off thing, or is it from a distillery? Uh, it seems like a one-off thing. Yeah, distilled by seventh uh, generation master. Apparently, Fred No is Jim Beam's master distiller. Oh, okay. uh, and Shinji Fukuya. Fukuya. Now I'm doing yeah, it. I screwed it up. I'm sorry. Uh, is Centauri's chief blender? Centauri's, I've which heard is of that like one. the big Japanese yeah. whiskey. We should just try. Have you tried it? Uh, I have not yet. Yeah, we'll just have to put that one on the. Next time we have a guest. Speaking of guests, we were supposed to have a guest tonight. Sorry, you're just listening to me yeah, and Blake no, again. No. But um, we'll have them on. They had to reschedule. We'll have them on next time. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be JR, but <laughs> yeah, it was supposed JR's to be- busy catching Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> Good That's luck, funny. buddy. Good luck, pal. JR. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to be JR, but... <sighs> he had more just, important things yeah, to I do. I guess he doesn't really care about us, and that's fine. <sighs> Well, at least he'll hopefully have the time to listen. If he can fit it into his busy <laughs> schedule of being this international man of mystery. So this is just a one-off, huh? You got nothing else on tell, it? I you mean, got it's, tasting notes? That, uh, I do have tasting notes. Okay, I'm going to smell this son of a gun. Smells like whiskey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't really smell anything unique. All right, let's try this stuff. Wait, 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 wait
Thank you. Huh. Hmm. It's dry. And it's got like a lingering burn. Not in a bad way. Like in the way Maker's kind of has that back end burn. But it's kind of, for me at least, it's kind of lingering. Is it not on you? Yeah, a little bit. It's almost got like a, like that lingering, like a wine has. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of like, like it's spicy. I get a lot of spiciness. Yeah. I don't know if spicy is the word. <laughs> we'll put sour cream in it. That's what we do in Mexican food. If it's too spicy. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't know how to feel about that. I Neither think I. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I, I shouldn't be surprised. Like the, the, the look of this thing is very bold, but like, so it's got kind of a bold taste. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. It's very different. I, I guess without a baseline of Japanese whiskey, I don't really know what to think of it. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how much of the blend is like a, I mean, is Japanese whiskey considered its own kind of flavor? Because it's still, isn't uh, it kind of like a know. one-off of bourbon or whatever? It's isn't similar it? it's like to bourbon. Similar, right? Okay. Yeah, I've been wanting to try Japanese whiskey. Yeah. So now we'll have to pry and see what about Legion is similar. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. we got a bottle to get through, so we better like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So you just got back from Vegas, right? Yeah, I did. When it's yesterday, not like I haven't uh, talked about it or anything for the last like three weeks. I I think I had <laughs> heard that you were going to Vegas, and then when you got back, I was like, oh dang, I didn't realize you were going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, this no. is good, good though, man. Yeah, no, I I'm like it. Top off and add some more ice. So give me it to again. Well, as much as you want to say, what what took you to Vegas again? I know you kept telling me you're going to Vegas, and you probably said why. So to help someone move, yeah. So oh, okay. ba uh, Bailey's brother uh, enrolled in UNLV. Oh, yeah, UNLV, you. and so we were helping him move into his apartment. Heck of a time to go of... to college. Yeah, right. <laughs> you say Bailey's brother? Yes. Oh, okay. How many siblings does she have? Uh, just the one brother. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. What? I've never considered that or asked that before. Oh yeah, I guess you haven't really met her family. No, well, I met her parents when they came out. Oh, that's right. And I've met Bailey. I mean, obviously, I know Bailey pretty well, <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> it's a little different. Family being way far away. Get a bit yeah, of ice. it's uh, we don't really interact with them a whole lot out here. Yeah, do you? St are you guys still in regular contact with them though? Yeah. Okay. It's just tough during COVID to really get visits so planned. And her brother was moving from Montana. Yes. Why did he want to leave Montana for Vegas? I can't imagine. Uh, so he's he's going to grad school. Believe it or not, no, he he would much rather live in the freezing tundra of Montana. Really, than he's one of those the desert of Vegas. Uh, but he's going to grad school, and Vegas was the uh, the best option for his major. Okay, what is his major? Physical therapy. Oh. That seems like the kind of major you go to Vegas yeah, and party right? for. 
No, yeah, it's cool know. though. The school's like right off the strip. So which you guys is are right probably there. dangerous. Uh, <laughs> Did you do any partying? Well, we you went right after bit. the mask mandate lifted. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nevada fully reopened on June first. What so was we it like? Was it like properly reopened? Like it felt like Vegas in the before time? Yes. Oh, to a point that sounds so to a nice. point that it was almost a little uncomfortable. Oh, really? like, I hadn't been around COVID, that many like, people oh, in a year. No, this is great. Oh, you're a little closer. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you coughing? <laughs> yeah, I've had that thought. I went to Petco today. Uh, and sorry, I want to go back to this a tangent, but I, I went to Petco today and there was a sign out front that says CDC guidelines change, blah, 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 blah. If, if you are vaccinated and want to shop without a mask, feel free to do so. And really? I was like, I don't think that's legal. In California, like we've got these edicts that like none of that's supposed no. to be happening. But I almost wonder if that's what it's going to take for California to reopen. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. They, now we're like, not, I don't I don't know if that's something yeah. that I should be advising. But well, now we're, this is now they're saying we may not like we're not going to exit our st- state of emerging stuff. And I, I don't know. It's just such a pain in the ass to I, follow <laughs> at this point. I don't know, man. I know it's, the kind of state I live in in California, but I, I work with a lot of people on both sides of the aisle and it seems like. Everyone's a little irritated with that. Because yeah. it's I mean, like, like it, uh, the science is not saying that. <laughs> well, yeah, on one hand, you've got the people who have been against lockdowns from the beginning yeah. who are still against it for the yeah, same and they're reasons. they're still pissed. But now you've got the other side, which is mostly vaccinated now. And it's like, all yeah. right, now what? Yeah, it's a lot of like a lot of the other side. They're like, okay, we've been following you. We've been listening to you. We be- we're not crazy. You know, we're like, and then now they're vaccinated. And most of the state's vaccinated. And they're like, wait, why, why do you still need? state of emergency powers you know what i mean is why do we still got to be masked i don't know yeah it, it's an interesting I, it's it's weird especially having moved from montana and to i don't know the, the answer the obviously i don't know the answer i don't know what's real and not real but it's it's weird oh yeah we're, we're so many very, states like are un, not doing unexplored that waters here yeah all around for yeah. sure yeah, and no, I thought it was weird. I was like, ask the guy. I was like, aren't you? Can you guys get in trouble for this? He's like, I don't know. They just said that we're not allowed to ask anyone if they're vaccinated. I was like, is the guy through? So I was like, oh, that's not really what I asked. But okay, he's like, I, I don't know, man. The corporate told us we had to put the sign out, so we put it out. And now we're not allowed to. I was like, okay, I'm sorry, was, dude. I wasn't. You seem bothered by it. Every, <laughs> you know, everywhere like, in Vegas had signs posted like masks not required for vaccinated people. Wow. And it was like, I, are you but really checking? Was there anyone masked? Very few people. Wow, I I was blown away. How I feel many like I can't remember people. what that feels like. Because I I, <laughs> I got to wonder like how many of those people are locals, how many of those people are tourists from heavily locked down states. Yeah, who are just like all right, I need to go somewhere and feel yeah. normal. Yeah, no, and it for did sure. certainly feel normal. I mean, like Fremont Street and the Strip, it it looked like Vegas. Wow, it was incredible. My chiropractor was telling me recently, like he was in Vegas went on the first of the month when they lifted everything and he said uh-huh. he was like in the um like playing roulette or blackjack or something like that down at the tables and like at like someone just it's empty and someone just not empty because it's reno but like mm-hmm. someone comes through and starts picking up all the plexiglass and taking down all these signs <laughs> and him and his wife are like what is happening and like this guy next to him like what's going on and they're like the mandate's up it's midnight like we're pulling it all up and I guess the guy next to him was like, oh, hell yeah, and just ripped his mask off. And then my <laughs> chiropractor, he's not really sold into that. Him and his wife were like, oh, that's not okay, and went back to their room. Interesting. Yeah. So that's it's funny that you say that. So we landed in Vegas on May 31st, so the day before everything lifted. Oh, really? Uh, and we ate at a BJ's. 
and you know they had the big plexiglass like walls around the booths and yeah. stuff and then we went back there for lunch on like the second or third all of the plexiglass wow. was gone. Servers oh. weren't wearing masks anymore. It's like you're it telling me weird. about a magical place that I just <laughs> can't be real. <laughs> it, it's definitely a trip. It's it's a shock to the system, especially considering yeah. here in California, it still feels like a ghost town. It's the thing is, it's just unless it's, you're on the freeway. I think the thing that's <laughs> bothering everyone is like. We're vaccinated. Most California is vaccinated. Why are we still closed down? Yeah, we've Why got are we the still highest masked? vaccination rate? The whole country is yeah. down below like March, well, like was, March 2020's numbers. I was looking at Hawaii today because I'm curious. Okay, California's not opening up. That doesn't surprise me. They'd be the right long last state or whatever. But then I was saying the thing like, we're about to go to Hawaii. So I looked it up and Hawaii lifted their mandate. Really? Oh, so yeah. you're gonna have like the full Hawaii experience? I guess so. I mean, I think they're still requiring. They're still like partially mandated, but they lifted their like full mandate. So like, mm -hmm. I think it's still required inside. Well, it's um, like they're they're very careful. They've been yeah. very careful since the beginning. Well, I mean, I I should hope so. It's got to be easy to quarantine an island, yeah. right? I, I mean, it's got to be that's with literally the of, what Hawaii was established they are a for. Major international tourist nation. Like yeah. Vegas is mostly neighboring states. Yeah, you know, like. They're a major international destination. So if they open up, I get it. Be super duper careful, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not I'm, advocating I'm just to go glad like coughing people's mouths. Well, I'm just glad at the very least, like, okay, if I have to wear a mask into a restaurant, like at this point, whatever, but we get to, we can go on little hikes and we don't have oh, to, yeah. I don't have to put a mask on my kid, you know, like. I got to imagine that's a pain in the ass. It's rough. I, I feel bad because Ellis is an expert at masks and it's like, it's kind of hard. It's like, ah, this poor kid lost oh, yeah. almost well, two like, years of his life. It, well, and at, at the age your kids are, like, well, they the don't know ones why. Do, they, they don't, don't know why shit's going on. Yeah. Well, and the, the babies, I mean, they're a year now, but they'll just, when you're, you're picking them up, you put the mask on to walk into the store and you're picking them up to put them in the car and they're just like grabbing at it, looking at you all confused. Like, what are you doing? And like trying to pull your mask off. Like, get that off your face. Like, they don't understand. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's very... The first time that happened, I was like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right? It really made me sad. I was like, damn. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a weird thing because, no, like, Ellis is, is I'm also. I'm curious to see the long term, like, repercussions of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird because, I mean, luckily, at the very least, at least they're allowing us to socialize. It's weird because I've, the reality of the situation is, like, we live in California, at least where we live. Like, no one's really following all these rules that yeah. much. You know, like a lot of people, there's, most people walk outside pulling them off. People are like it's strictly following. And the it's rules. California, it's 50 50. You go downtown and there's 50% of people are walking with no mask, 50% are masked in their car by themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not 50% of them, but that, that's it. You still see people masked by themselves well, driving I mean, it in a car. depends on where you go because, like, I see one daily like, at least. I've been around Tracy a few times since the pandemic started, and yeah, they uh, they don't really care in Tracy, and never really have. Yeah, uh, it's, you it's know. But then you, you get into like Alameda County, and it's city by city. Yeah. Some cities are like hardcore; you're not allowed outside without a mask. Yeah. Well, I've been to like throughout this lax. whole thing. It's it's become common to like wear a mask at the drive through, right? Yeah. But like one of the things. I noticed in the pandemic was like early on, there wasn't really that, but I've noticed like when I go down to like, um, Oh God, where was it? It was like Hayward. I was working in Hayward and in Hayward when I was there, I don't know if it's still the case. Cause it's been a little while, but 
every drive through is just plastered with uh, notices. Wear a mask. Must wear a mask. Will be refused service if not wearing a mask in the drive through Like, you know what's so, funny yeah, about that? Some places that? worse than others. Huh. Uh, so I went to Montana during the holidays, and up there, they have signs like, because they're, they're, like, indoor dining's been open the entire time. No mask. They never had a mandate, right? Uh. They never had a statewide mandate, and they only ever actually, like, locked down for, like, a month. Yeah. You know, stuff's all been open at reduced capacity. But, uh, like, fast food places and stuff, they've got their lobbies open, and it all of them have signs that say, if you refuse to wear a mask, please use the drive-thru. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's So, funny. I guess just the, the weird, uh, the I never polar understood opposites. that. Like, and it's become common practice in areas I mean, that don't I, post that everywhere now i kind of like, get it like you are still coming into contact with somebody it might feel removed because there's of. a window i mean all the places like, i go to there's like plexiglass on the whole window they're really? reaching under yeah and like in Liverpool, like mcdonald's so there's like that much of a window they're like reaching underneath to it. different mcdonald's maybe <laughs> i don't know everywhere i go there's it seems like i mean don't get me wrong i put on a mask i'm not an anti-mask person or whatever oh yeah no um it, we live in california it's difficult to be I mean, I mean, like, like one of the few exceptions is like walking around town. Yeah. Even, even though there are certain parts of town that require it outdoors, I just, I, I don't see the point. I don't know, man. I don't want to tell you. I'm vaccinated. I yeah, just, same here. I, and I never thought I'd tell the world. I don't tell but, people. People ask me, and then I'll tell them. But like, I'm vaccinated because of that. Ever since I got it, no, I'm not going to wear a mask while I'm walking down the street with nobody around me. And yeah. I'm kinda, like, if I'm pushing my kid in a stroller, there's no one around. Like, no. I'm, I'm not going to wear my mask yeah, alone like, in my own car. According to all these rules, I'm not going to get you sick and you're not going to get me sick. So why do I have to wear a mask? Um, well, speaking of being vaccinated, though, like, have you noticed that there are any COVID habits that you've had trouble breaking? What are you talking about? We live in California. We're not breaking it. They Vaccinated or not, they're making you live the same way, bro. Well, I know. But like, <laughs> like there have been things like... Uh, like sanitizing i got like really neurotic at one point about sanitizing no nah, i never yeah i never did like after handling money or pumping gas or things like that and i i that's a habit i still can't break no i never did there was a minute early on there were i remember all these studies like this kind of virus doesn't live on food or surfaces and whatever whatever and then there was that and i was like oh that makes sense i remember digging into it like oh okay that's the kind of family this is the, okay yeah it doesn't really do that and then it's when early on I was like, so then according to that, it seems like we shouldn't be able to get sick from walking by each other, like outside. And sure enough, I think it was the CDC recently came out and was like, there's been zero cases in the world of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, so why are we still being forced to wear masks outside if there's zero cases in 7 billion people? <laughs> you know, like, that's true. Um, I mean, I'm sure I know you can't trust that's a guest number. They're not coming and asking every single person. I don't know. But still, <laughs> it's like, the fact that they're saying it's zero means it's pretty in in pretty small number. So I'm like, okay. But then like the surfaces thing, I remember when I was freaking out, but I never washed my groceries or any of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no, I no, just, no. I, I never, I I never, never went to that extent. It was I like, have all the stuff I'm supposed to have, hand sanitizer and masks and all the things in my truck I'm supposed to have for everyone. And like, I don't, I don't ever use it. Guys don't ever use it. We work by our, we, I'm not in yeah. the system where we're all like holding hands guess, all day. I guess that's fair. I I don't know. Like I said, for me, it's been mostly like handling cash. Yeah, I guess. Which honestly, you probably should be washing your hands after handling cash anyway, even pre-COVID. I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like high traffic things, things that you don't really know where they've been. But that's that's about it. Have you noticed people starting to shake hands again? Yeah. Because they're getting vaccinated. I've also noticed 
it's been I, nice. I, yeah. I, I love fist bumps. I've been getting kind of tired of them. I've, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been have I've had like three or four customers in a row that were vaccinated and immediately just like, just asked me, you vaccinated? Like I'm vaccinated. They just pull their mask off. Like, you know, at their house, like <laughs> I'm cool. If you're cool. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like they're like, perfect. You know, <laughs> like, Oh yeah. It's fat. It's so nice. Especially in this heat. It's so nice to not have to be freaking masked while I'm outside painting in 9,500 degree weather. <laughs> like, Last summer was rough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like I've had friends that would, you know, that were barely leaving their houses and then they turn around and get vaccinated. And now they're having like indoor gatherings and stuff. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a lot of fun. Well, that's it's, what I mean about this. Funny like, the switch. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I mean. That's the connectivity, because there's some people that yeah. didn't believe it in the first place. There's some people that took it very, very seriously. And I've been working with a lot of people from all different sides and even the people that took it seriously. I think this is promising. I tell the people that didn't and are like complaining to me about it. I'm like, well, I think it's promising that people that do take it seriously got vaccinated. And they go, okay, we're supposed to be done. Like, you know what I mean? They recognize yeah. and they're starting to look at the world. Like we, we did it. We did it right and safe. And yes, it's way, way more than two weeks to top the curve or whatever, <laughs> but like we did it right. And we're all this many people's vaccinated. That's way beyond herd immunity. Like then they party. Or they come yeah. in, they shake my hand. It's like, wow. Well, it's, it's you're the same person yeah. I gave a price for four months ago that didn't want me to come within three feet of their door. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I think that's promising, considering oh, our cases sure. are dropping. Well, I think that's I mean, promising. It's, just, it's exciting, like getting to see my friends again and yeah, feeling some sort of sense of normalcy. Yeah, like like we said earlier, going outside and you see people not wearing masks again. Yeah. It's really nice. Well, with with us all being vaccinated, my wife's finally willing to let us like to go to restaurants and stuff too. So Ooh, it's been not it's we didn't be nice. Well, we didn't go to any dude like for so long. We had the babies during quarantine too, so it was like we've been eating out, like eating all of our food at home since well, before March because we were just getting into the new year because she was pregnant since basically Christmas of 2019. You know oh, what I geez. mean? Like so, it's been a long time. And we're finally eating out. We're going a little crazy, <laughs> a little <laughs> costly. But it's so nice to sit down in a restaurant without them. And I, I know oh, people yeah. are used to this because a lot of people have been eating out since they've yeah, been allowed California's to. California is kind of the weird one that like we haven't been allowed to this yeah. whole time. Well, even that, like the ex eating outdoors. Yeah. We had that last summer, you know, but I never I didn't do any of that. You know, like we just couldn't. We had all these kids. We don't really have a big support system for helping us with our kids here because our moms live down south. But so we didn't have a lot of opportunities. Now they're old enough to do it. We're both vaccinated. It's like, screw it. We're just going to go eat out. It's so much easier. Having twins and a five-year-old that you have to cook and get food for every night, every meal in your kitchen. And then you have two babies that just throw crap on the ground when they don't want to eat it. And the messes they make, it's hell. <laughs> Taking a I, break from I it. could imagine. So I've never nice. been happier. I don't have kids. I tip really well. <laughs> Because they better. I do, dude. Jeez. They they do. Like if I can leave a twenty every time, I try to. Because it's, <laughs> and I know I I waited tables for a long <laughs> for years. You know, like I know what it's like, and and it's not that hard cleaning up a couple of infants. Like mm -hmm. it's a simple thing. You're just wiping the floor or whatever, and wiping. Yeah, out but it. like, but it's like it's nice when you're appreciated for yeah. doing that work. Well, and when the the people that leave leave twenty bucks on the table. Who really makes it a lot simpler? Like twenty bucks. All right, cool. You know, like yeah, for not even an hour of your time. Like, yeah. sorry for my terrible kid. Yeah, Here's yeah, gas yeah. money. Sorry, man. <laughs> here, here you go. 
I was, uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about that, but I was a waiter at Legoland. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but I do know this. You knew that? Yeah. I, I went to visit you at Lego. Yeah, that was when I was at my skinniest. <laughs> we have that picture. I believe I picked the nose of a life-sized uh, Lego statue. Of? Is it Albert Einstein? I believe so. I think it was Albert <laughs> Einstein. Yep, good old, good old nine, ten-year-old wow. <laughs> Blake. Yeah. Um, Back when I thought picking your nose was funny. What do you mean, when? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? I'm tr- We drink bourbon on this show. I'm trying to show off some kind of sense of class. I, I'm sorry. We can talk more about that. I don't want to get into a whole tangent <laughs> of me working at Legoland. You were telling me about the move in Vegas. Oh. Why don't you right. double back? And tell, I, I didn't Where mean to did get you on a tangent. You we told me that like you were there minutes. to help him move. Uh, you went to BJ's. I know we got into the whole COVID. I was never thought. I wasn't sure we'd talk about COVID like that. Again, like. We put that out there that we don't really know that yeah. much. We're just sharing our experiences. Yeah, claim you to be jump on, down our throat. Yeah, I know that's a political having beliefs one way or the other. Yeah, that's a political tangent, but we're not claiming to have beliefs on one side or the other. Um, but so so you were in Vegas. Yeah, uh, you won a bunch of money. I wish. <laughs> if I won a bunch of money, you think I you think I wouldn't have just cashed out a fat tango? So, so you <laughs> you were right on the strip. Uh, no, we were downtown, so off of Fremont Street. Oh, okay. That's so where we were staying. Did you go onto the main strip at all? Yeah, we we didn't spend a lot of time there. Did you hang we out We kind of just street? cruised up and down the strip. Did you go to the casinos on Fremont? Yeah. And that's a fun spot. It's crazy oh, how it's, small it's the casinos are compared to compared to freaking the strip, though. Oh, yeah, but it's it's almost more fun in a way. Like It, it, it feels more touristy. Yeah, and it's a little bit more like what you think of when you think Vegas, like all the, all the old school Vegas movies, Vegas Vacation, yeah, whatever the hell the one Elvis did was, you know that that's Fremont Street. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's fun, and it was uh, we there's were there. often naked women with feathers covering yeah. their private parts. So yeah, there was there was a lot of that. That's always uh, happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only thing. And then people zip lining you know, over concrete. You know terrifies what? Terrifies me. I did not see a single Elvis impersonator when I was in Vegas. No, really? Yeah. You'd think that they all would have been doing propaganda fields showing them get the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, a little TikTok <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah. Getting the jab. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you very much. Let's the uh, <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> one and done baby <laughs> johnson johnson yeah that's my elvis apparently terrible impressions <laughs> you know what it's, it was better than my elvis so <laughs> uh i did see a michael jackson impersonator oh that's fine which one uh most recent i get like smooth criminal michael jackson okay. maybe i'm glad you understood what i was saying i realized yeah. as i said it which one you're probably like i don't know his name was gary but <laughs> no no, 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 which no, Michael no, Jackson no, is from Gary. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you saw a Michael Jackson impersonator. No yeah. Elvises. No. A- anything else? Uh, Was Ron White there? He's always in Vegas, right? No. Ah, bummer. Carrot Top's usually there. Carrot Top was there. Good old I did Carrot not Top. see Carrot Top. I saw the big billboard with Carrot Top's face on it, though. Did you go see Puppetry of the Penis? <laughs> is that even running I did still not that was so long ago when i saw that i don't see i'm more of a actually fan. i haven't i haven't seen it i shouldn't say i saw it i saw the billboards i'm, I'm more of a fan of uh south park's cock magic personally <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah no they were it was the 
first week of live entertainment again in Vegas. Really? Was it or, swamped? Oh yeah. But we did we were on Fremont Street the night that the uh, another one. Sure. That the live performances ban lifted. Oh, that's cool. And so we sat there and we killed like two hours just watching this cover band at the end of the street. You see Dave Grohl uh, again? I did you not. Do that. I did not. <laughs> Although I believe they might have played a Foo Fighters song or a Nirvana one. Oh, nice. Uh, they they were actually really good. Like, if any of you guys are listening, go look up Crush. Uh, you might have to specify Crush Las Vegas because apparently Crush is a very unoriginal name. But I believe it's the name of a turtle from yes. uh, a movie about Finding Nemo. They were not turtles. How dare you? <laughs> I you know it, it would have been pretty exciting if it was turtles up there performing <laughs> rock music. Uh, <laughs> it'd be it'd sound like Crush. Yeah, right. <laughs> this next one's called Everlong. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recognize cool. that it's dumb. Sorry, what I said. A lot of crackheads roaming around. Oh, cool! Like the good old like, days. Like any, like any big city. <laughs> Couple of crackheads. Oh god, it was brutally Ooh, hot. Bucket though. drummers? Were there bucket drummers? Yes, there were bucket drummers. I love me a bucket drummer. Oh, bucket drummers are the best. But the like the OG bucket drummer is here in San Francisco. There's an OG bucket drummer. I don't know if he's the OG or not, but he he's started the one that, like, it all. He's the one that's got like a full drum kit made out of buckets and like water jugs. Oh yeah, I seen that dude in San they, Fran. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. good. I think when I think of iconic street performance in San Fran, though, I think of the Bushman. The Bushman. You don't know. I, think I don't that's know that I know called. the Bushman, the Tree Man, whatever. There's a guy that like I've seen a lot of break dancers, a lot of human statues, a lot of bucket drummers, a lot of rope. Uh, the guys balancing on the ropes too near Fisherman's yeah. Wharf. But um, no, the 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 Bushman. There's a guy that like <laughs> takes some thick branches and just like <laughs> sits like huddles in his corner, like evenly spaced between some like you know potted plants, and like people just walk by and you don't see him, and then he'll just like randomly just. Pop out! <laughs> like, oh, someone. You never seen that? There's videos no. on YouTube. Oh pretty God, I've got to go spend more time in San Francisco. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. I've seen him a few times. Actually, to be fair, I haven't seen him in quite a while. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always fun. So, uh, some good bucket drummers, though. Yes, good great bucket drummers. drummers. There was also a steel drummer that was a lot of fun. Vegas has really good performing artists. Oh yeah, They're really good. And when, I mean, we, when like, we went on my honeymoon, I. Chelsea had to stop me because I'm a musician. I can't help it, especially when I see musicians <laughs> playing like Buskin. If they're good, I gotta drop at least something. A, a oh yeah, two I always feel that least. urge. Um, and I know they're making damn good money doing like, that. Like I was in but, Seattle this one time, and you know I saw this busker in downtown, and I I felt the need to toss him a couple bucks. Oh, that was kind of yeah. Good. That was kind. Hey, of he had a really good voice. He he sang. Uh, was it times like these? Sounded just like the guy from the Foo Fighters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I I, I, I didn't. I don't know who that guy's our, name our, is. Our like five listeners know what I'm talking about, but yeah, your trip to your when you yeah. met David Grohl. Do you think he ever goes by David? Do you think his mom calls him David? I don't He's know. Like, I'm Dave Grohl, and she's like, "Welcome about, home, what David." About Davey. You think anyone Davey? calls him Davy? Davy Grohl sounds like a pirate. Right? Davy Grohl, Davy Grohl's locker. <laughs> I bet there's a lot so, of weed in that locker. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. 
Actually, I don't a think he's a partier. A lot of money. If he's here all the interviews. He's like not a partier. Have you seen that Apparently iconic he's one? Into like barbecuing. I was gonna say like, that's that a I- big thing. Iconic one where they're like, "You do like drugs." He's like, "I don't understand that. I, all that money for drugs and alcohol, but like." Instead, I could buy like a badass barbecue. I don't know if I'm <laughs> quoting it terribly, but that's essentially a sentiment. That was awesome. Dave Grohl rules. I want I want to hang out <laughs> with Dave Grohl. Yeah. I, how, how do we become best friends? Um, good question. How do we get him on the podcast? That's got to be fun. <laughs> I'd love to know a thing or two about him and his family. Like, does your mother call you David? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the big. We ask the big questions. What, here. what family record could we give Dave Grohl? Family record, most number one selling albums. <laughs> Most albums where you play literally every <laughs> instrument. <laughs> oh. Most, uh, was it most like charting bands performed in? Maybe, maybe. I don't I know. Would... Did Tenacious D ever chart? They No, they charted. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> uh, I love Tenacious D too. Oh, they're so I great. know we always end up going back to them. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're just nerds who talk about the stuff that we love on a mic. Hopefully it's entertaining <laughs> audio. <laughs> so when you were in Vegas, you helped your buddy, your, your, your girl's brother move. What did that take you? Like one afternoon? If that, I mean, most of the boxes were already moved in by the time our plane landed. Rock and roll. So most they of your drove, time, they left way earlier than we did. So most of your time, you were, how, how many days were you there? Four. So you spent like three yeah. days just hanging in Vegas. Yeah. That's how you say hanging in Vegas. Although it was when brutally freaking hot out there, man. It yeah. was like it got up to 110 every day. Ooh. Yeah. I made the mistake uh, my first morning there. No wonder those chicks were out there naked. Yeah. Probably the most comfortable ones on the street. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Because I made the mistake uh, my first morning there of walking to go get breakfast. Ooh, yeah. Uh, apparently, when Apple Maps tells you something is a half a mile away, it means as the crow flies, not how far you would have to go to get there. Oh. So I ended up walking like a mile each way to go get breakfast. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And by 10 a.m., it was already like 98 degrees. Yeah. Sun beating down. I wore a tank top like an idiot. So I yeah. was I was crispy. Dude. I can't imagine. I mean, when we went on our honeymoon, it was hot. And that was in, that was in May. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was in May. Yeah. That wasn't even like the summer yet. The only other time I'd been was March and march there feels like june here <laughs> yeah it was we the same thing just try to avoid it during the day we i told you about like when we went there right did i talk about the podcast my sister Maybe? jen who has like a bunch of traveling points and stuff like she wasn't going to use cashed them in for us and got us a freaking like it was like a honeymoon suite at the cosmopolitan oh no way did i not tell you this no dude oh, that's like one of the fancy casinos uh, too yes and it was like we didn't know what to expect and they were like, okay, well, because it's all this travels, we're going to waive, uh, do a smaller daily or smaller credit limit, you know, for your credit card because you have to put one on file. And I was like, oh, we were young and dumb and poor, right? So yeah. like, <laughs> we were doing the Vegas because it was the cheapest honeymoon we think of. We didn't know we were going to be getting such badass place to stay. Yeah, right. And they're like, so we got to put your card on file. Uh, it's just going to put a charge of $800 to, you know, and then you'll get it back at the end of the day. And we were like, look at each other, like, hey, yeah. 
do we have eight hundred dollars? You know, like <laughs> I don't know if we have that. We just paid for a wedding, you know. Like um, we scrapped, like scraped something together um, because they gave it back, so we it worked it out. But so we were like, "What the hell is this place? We made a mistake. We should have just gotten a place at like Circus Circus, you know." Blah blah. blah. I mean, Jen gave it to us as a I wedding mean, you gift. You could so. do what other poor people do and go honeymoon in Reno. Yeah. Well, we were closer because of San Diego. Shots fired at Reno. <laughs> um, Taking a hard stance. Dude, we walk into this place. You open the door and you're in like this living room and there's like a couch and a flat screen TV. And then there's this like walk up, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, like hallway. And we're like, what the hell? Like, is this it? Whatever. Like this little hallway and then these slider doors, but it looked like a wall. And we're like, okay, these, all these mirrors where's the bed? Is this like a pullout? Like, this is like whatever. And like, Oh, sure enough, we get over there and pull the wall open at the end of the garage. And there's this giant king size bed and this giant balcony, like not giant, but this big old slider door, the whole wall slides open this balcony overlooking the Bellagio's fountains. Oh, geez. Like it's the only hotel with balconies. Really? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Cause most of those hotels, you can't even open the windows. Yeah. Right? And I see out a balcony. And on top of that, we look over and there's, there's one wall like kind of outside and the other other wall there's it's almost all glass with these shutters that you can pull like curtains you can pull almost all glass looking into the world's largest bathroom so like you can just there's a in one panel on the left side of this room there's a shower like you can see the shower area Wait, <laughs> like, like the world's largest bathroom in the suite this not not yeah. like not like you had windows in the suite looking out into vegas at the world's largest bathroom not quite like that. Okay. No. I was you looked say, over. Be, that's a weird attraction. Like, is it a functioning bathroom? Are you watching people <laughs> use it? No, it was like a locker room bathroom, <laughs> dude. We walked in and there's like a sink for getting ready. It's all tile floors. You know those bathrooms where like it's not a shower. It's just like the things there and it's all tile. So it's like it's just an open. Oh yeah, like shower. a locker room shower. Yeah. So it's like a locker room shower, and then beyond it, there's like a shelf with towels and stuff all right there next to it, and then beyond that is a freaking jacuzzi right at the window at oh. the very end of this bathroom overlooking the bellagio uh fountains i hate you so much right now i i stayed at the uh, i stayed at the oasis was which was like around the corner from fremont street and like it was a, it was a cool place the rooms were nice i'm not hating this is the one uh, it's got but, a very old school feel right yes, i think i went to a buffet it, at it, the oasis it kind of still felt like it kind of felt like a motel yeah 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 i've been there but like it, it was a piece of history we had a lot of fun I would be it curious. Just I'd like, want to stay there. The only other time I stayed there, I stayed in a timeshare, and the timeshare was, it was owned by the same person who owns uh, the timeshare in Cabo, so it was like nice. Was that the Oasis? Uh, no, this was like right off the strip, oh, okay. the timeshare. That That's what I was going to say. The Cabo thing is the other thing. The person that lent out that timeshare to Cabo to your family, like... That's the, we stayed in this place in Vegas and we were like, that's it. This is peak. We're never going to stay somewhere this nice again. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we felt like such trash, man. Cause we're like walking out in our, our flip flops and like t-shirts like, Hey, we're going to go get breakfast at the Flamingo and then, you know, go walk around. Cause we don't really have money. We're on a honeymoon. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? right? We're going to walk around and we're like walking out and the cosmos just full of people and tuxes, a lot of young people. That are oh, yeah, no, clearly the, the there the with money. Feels like, yeah. <laughs> the Cosmo almost feels like any casino scene in a James Bond yes. movie. Yes, and it's like everyone's there, and they're in the elevator, like, and they're all you like... Know, you might as well be in Monaco yeah. or uh, Monte Carlo. You're going down the elevator, and people in like Texas like, hey, how's it going? Like, hey, how's it going? Like, what are you here for? And we're like, on vacation. And then, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and they're like, what are you here for? And they're like, oh, I'm at the conference with the blah, 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 you know, insurance or whatever. Like some... 
insurance, but there's always some like law firm or whatever. You're like, okay, all right. And then I heard one of them one time was walking out, like kind of talking to each other, like, um, I don't remember what they said, but I got the impression that they were like, wow, these people are vacationing at the Cosmo. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> like us, and we're just like, like apparently we had some swagger walking around looking like trash. They're like, wow, they're so rich. They're just walking around in flip flops at the Cosmo. <laughs> Anyways, obviously we didn't feel like that till I heard that. I was like, oh, look at that, cool, you know. Um, yeah, but then then we spent two years staying at a it, they, at a timeshare in Cabo. I couldn't and believe it. And now all it. of a sudden, your wife is a snob. Yeah, <laughs> that's Look, one of my favorite stories. I love way, I love it because we uh, the first time we went, we stayed at that resort. I don't even remember the name of it, uh, but the first resort we stayed at that timeshare oh, was what was it incredible? I couldn't believe it. the whole time. I'm gonna remember like 20 minutes from now. And we're gonna sound derail. so spoiled. I feel like I need to just put this out there. Blake and I are trash. Yeah, we live we, on we're, a, we're poor. We live on a ranch. I'm All a, of our money goes into this living. company. Yeah, <laughs> we're making a dumb podcast network for fun, like to try. You know, like we're. And we got to stay at this place that freaking Beyonce probably stays at. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, there's a family friend who made some very smart financial decisions very early on in life and now owns timeshares in, like, all of the luxury destinations. timeshares, man. They, and it was we're a, nice enough to this family friend that sometimes <sighs> we get to use those timeshares. What did you say? It was, like, a 10,000? Not 10,000. I like, think it was 15,000. I can't remember if that was fifteen thousand a night or for like a whole week. Oh, I, I think it was square for a footage, whole week. but oh. yeah, yeah. Square, oh, yeah, no, uh, square footage. It was like bigger than my house, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, for sure. No, 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 because no. it was it was like two or three living rooms, a giant dining room. There like, was like seven bedrooms. No, there's four. The first one I thought had like five plus like the two no, weird pullout because it had the two like masters because we stayed in one because it was my birthday all oh, right and uh your mom and dad stayed then the other two were pretty much masters yeah i mean they, they just every, every bedroom had their own bathroom and then that one had that like additional fifth but wasn't a fifth that like passed through living room in the hallway yeah it, with that's the pullout right, it was a, catch it had a couch. murphy bed yeah 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 uh, uh, not oh that God, everyone it had used an it. Your dad just slept on the couch <laughs> every night. Well, those couches were more comfortable than my they bed. Just get plastered. And it's like you couldn't hear anyone across the freaking house. And this place, the living rooms of the, where he would fall asleep, he would fall asleep with the sliders would yeah, slide. It, like it was out. literally an entire wall of and sliding glass doors. And came to a peak, so you could pull you it just from the it corner. Up. It became a covered patio. And it would open up, what do you say, like 20 feet in each in direction? In either direction, yeah. It was like you just, yeah, your just living room just was outside a part of the patio all of a sudden. And it had a private pool. And With it had a jacuzzi. deck that went all the way around. An infinity pool overlooking the Pacific. And I, and a balcony that overlooked the regular pool that all the other guests had to <laughs> yeah, swim in. Yeah, look down at the and, pools that all them share. I have never felt like such a snob quite so much as standing on the seventh floor <laughs> penthouse of a Cabo resort and just looking down at the crowded pool, like being like, Oh, should we go down for uh, happy hour? Ah, uh, but we've got better tequila here <laughs> and we've got our own oh, pool. I don't share a pool. <laughs> um, did you pee in the water? It, in the, in the pool? Yes. Did you, do you not remember? That was a whole thing with, uh, Sam. Uh-uh. He was like, no, no, no. They got filtration and stuff. You're it's, you're here to drink. <laughs> you're supposed to just pee in the water. You don't remember that? No. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Didn't we have to bring somebody to service our pool at some point? During our <laughs> no, no, no. Did he, Sam ruin our pool? He said not our pool. It was supposed to be. He said the other pools. He was peeing in the other. And <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Sam was just being a dick. I'm gonna give you exclusive. 
Sclusy. I love Sclusies. Because I have all those pools out there. And as soon as he kept saying it over the whole time, and I'm like, there might be something to that. There's resorts. It's a very Chad after, move. After you've been, you're out down there at the pools and you've been drinking all morning and day, when you drink, you got to pee a lot. And you're like, God, I'm yeah. going to get out of the. And I go pee and then I get back in the pool and it's like I was 10, say, 15 minutes later, I go pee again. That's what was nice about Cabo was you hang out outside for a minute, you sweat it out before you can even pee it out. Well, now when you're in the pool all day. So I, yeah, that's I, why you got to get out of the pool every now and again. I did it once. I uh, We were eating nachos. Me and Chelsea got some nachos oh God, in the was, swim-up bar. It was, it was not when we were all together. It was I, in the pool that did like the apps and it had the full-blown like booths <laughs> yeah, in the pool yeah. and you peed in the booth? I was next to a vent. I waited till I was next oh, to one of the filters. Dick. I didn't do we it when you guys were down there. Next to it you was guys. me and Chelsea. No, it was not. We went down. It was one of our date nights. I just peed on my wife. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know if that makes it to the any other better. side of the pool. And you know what? It was one of those peas. I was strategic about it because I was terrified because I thought that Sam was messing with me. But it was one <laughs> of those ones like I've peed three times. I got out three times. It's like I have to pee again. I know it's just going to be clear because I keep just drinking water and alcohol. <laughs> and uh, so I just let it out. And it felt so awkward. Never I could just imagine. Let it out the, I can't believe I'm even saying this. I was just going to take that to the grave. See, I'm, I'm one of those people like I, I can't even pee in the ocean. Really? I just, oh, I, can I, do that. I, I won't do it. I can do that. You grew up on a ranch, bro. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. You can pee no, anywhere. I, I will go. I will go walk out and pee on any tree, any side of any building, whatever. But put me in the water and I can't pee for whatever reason. I be, I I turn. I have a nervous bladder or something. <laughs> I guess. I I don't know. I don't like the warm sensation of. Yeah. Being in a cloud of my own urine. The warm. How many times have you experienced it? Not many. Yeah. I think it was like like one time we were at Pinecrest and the water was so goddamn cold. <laughs> it was just like, oh, God, I got to feel warm. I got to feel. Just froze it out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I pulled a dumb and dumber. Just go, man. Just go. <laughs> I, I can't believe I did. Yeah, I did it once. I remember. I think I told Chelsea afterwards. I was like, "Granted, I, as, I as long pool. as as long Sam as Sam was constantly saying that as, you were supposed to pee in the pool. As long as you peed in the riffraff pool, I think we're fine. Yeah, it was in the the plebes pool. <laughs> God, it, one oh. of my favorite things was after we went to Cabo. Brenda and her husband had gone on vacation somewhere else in the Caribbean, right? Yeah, and Chelsea's comment about them going for a swim that day what was it i don't re- i don't even remember what it was it was something like like oh i bet it's a long walk oh yeah to the pool <laughs> from your room i remember we like, looked fuck up you not not all of us can just walk out yeah. of our bedroom and go in the pool we looked up remember we looked it up and we we're like what's a normal place cost here and you're like wow that's a little pricey just for a room with a king yeah. size bed and it's like and then you're looking around it's like Man, you'd have to you'd share every pool. It would just be like you're on the resort. Like, what else would you do? You have your place. You go out, hang out in the pool with a bunch of other people drinking. Yeah, well, and like, you'd have to you'd have to stop at Cob- Costco on your way into town and get all the cheap booze because the hotel bars were freaking expensive. Yeah, like otherwise, yeah, you could only drink during happy hour, which happened for one hour a day. Yeah. It, it, God, happy hour was badass. It was a lot of fun, but was, like, like, did, did you find it weird having to stay? Like, none of the pools were like, I, I, I spent enough time in pools that I just wanted to dive and swim down, but none of the pools were deep enough. They're all well, like, yeah, because three or four feet tall. Drunk people swimming them. 
You can't have drunk people nah, swimming in the deep end. That's fair. I would love to be drunk though, like swimming down. You ever down, seen like what happens when pool, a, like, like when a squirrel party. or a mouse tries to swim in the water trough? Let's open a resort with a release of liability that's just full of nine foot pools and a bunch of diving boards and tons of booze. <laughs> <laughs> and where, like, where do you party? Where do you suggest putting this resort, Matt? <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> with not a lot of liability. <laughs> I don't know. Nevada. You probably you know, put it somewhere you know in you Nevada. Need to do? You need to like go to the opposite. The right way to do it is to make it like to sell it to some rich person. It'd be like make it some like exclusive rich person resort where like the rich can get there and go party because then it's like you, you don't have to worry. You have them release a liability and you don't have to feel so bad because you know they probably got good health care. Oh, yeah. If it's people that go, are like right there. people on a like five year anniversary just trying to get out and like have a moment together. You're like you don't want to screw them over. Right, no, 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 no. Just the people who like they can get diagnosed with cancer and be cured in the next week. Yeah, yeah, those exactly. kinds of people. Those kind of people. Yeah, I can't find any information online about how much pee, if you're supposed to pee in resort pools. I, did you really just look that up? Yeah, I was kind of casually scrolling for it while we were talking. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Didn't I find I, anything. No, maybe it depends on the resort. I wonder. We should get Sam. I wonder if it'd be great to get Sam on the Sam podcast. would be a lot of fun to have Sam. on the podcast. Sam is my. One of my older sister's husband. They live in Maryland. Yeah. So he's a personal yeah. trainer. They never come out and visit anymore. Thanks a lot, <laughs> you guys. I do love that we go out there with them and it's like hanging out with them. It's like, we must look quite the scene. He's all ripped. He's a personal trainer. <laughs> and I got this like goosh belly. Is that well, a word? And they're, I don't know. They're like adults with good jobs and with their shit together. And, yeah, and no kids. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Me- meanwhile, we're, yeah, we're a bunch of maybe middle class people <laughs> who are just like screwing around with podcasts and stand up and music yeah. and <laughs> well i mean it's one of the it's honestly jen was the first person i bonded with on podcasts really yeah when i was first listening she was like oh listen podcasts like, so that means oh, really? she listens to this show right i have no idea but like, hmm. i think we bonded we both listened to serial back in those days and we're like oh yeah has serial really been around that long Dude, Serial's been around a long time. Like, I don't even remember what year it was, but I want to say like 2013. Jesus. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, I never really got into the true crime thing, so I never got into Serial. But like, I I never did either. But that was the one that I listened to. Joe Rogan is the one that everybody knows. Yeah, I uh, I gotta look up season one because they're on season three. I never listened to any other seasons. (laughs) Um. God, what's yeah? What year was season one? I I don't listen to true crime at all, but I was super, um, I was super into that one. I was I was so hardcore into it. I ended up following other podcasts that were continuing the the deep dive for a while, and that was the only like people were like, oh, you got to watch Making a Murder and all this stuff. And I was like, nah, <laughs> just not really into that stuff. This doesn't say when it dropped. Oh, twenty fourteen. Jeez, oh, that's been around a long time. Yeah, man, seven years. That's that's kind of impressive. Like that's from what from what I've seen. That kind of seems to be the biggest element of making it is just sticking around and possibly. Like, although that was massive at in 2014, that was that's massive, true. You know, like and that was well, only like a, true crime was a whole new concept for podcasts at the time, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and it's a great platform for it. And now it's like. 25% of podcasts are true crime shows. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are good. Some just, of them are very popular. Yeah, it's not my, it's just not yeah. my bag of tea. That's I, all. Yeah, I do. Honestly, it's mostly comedy shit. Yeah, me for most, most of my sh- stuff is comedy, maybe philosophy, 
some economics. I try and keep keep up with the news a little bit. Yeah. But it gets really tough. You find a podcast you like, and then you realize, like, man, I really only get my news from this podcast. Yeah, and then you have to change it up. And it's I've like, done uh, that, yeah. uh, now I'm in an echo chamber, and I don't want to be in an yeah, echo chamber. Yeah, I do that a lot. Like, okay, I've been hanging out here too long. And then I'll switch and I'll spend several weeks listening to one podcast. <laughs> you know what, though? When you do that, I feel like you find after a while that some of them seem to call. They all kind of have an agenda, but yeah, it, some of them call call balls and strikes in a much more clear way, which I'm yeah, we won't say, but you and I both know there's a couple of you and I both kind of agree well, I mean, seem to be getting it the most consistently right as we look back in history. And then there's a lot of ones. There's some. I've, yeah, I mean, one one of the guys is the most consistent motherfucker I know. <laughs> well, um, God, I don't know. I don't really care. I, at this point, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get into our politics, but just say, like, I was telling you, I was listening to Tim Pool's show for a little mm. while because I really liked him as a journalist back in like uh, the. He was like an occupied journalist. Yes, right? he was. He was out there doing like in the. So I started listening to his podcast because it was getting all this attention. I was like, what the heck? And I listened. And I was like, I really like this kind of balanced approach. And then he again, everyone's got their kind of leanings and their agenda. And as the more I listen, it's a daily show. The more I listen, I'm like, all right, you've got these are your things that you just don't see as you're not willing to shift on. You know, everyone's got some and that's fine. The thing is, I can appreciate that everyone's got that. Yeah. My thing is that no one should be forced to accept anyone else's. These won't change things. Well, like come to find out even, uh, you know, since we're already not dropping names, like, uh, it turns out Dave Smith has had an agenda. He's been running the long con. What do you mean? Been Part of the problem's been around for how long? And he's turns out he's just been building a following to run for president. Yeah, right. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I like part of the problem because they're comedians, yeah. which makes it kind of fun. It, it's an entertaining take. Yeah, it's an entertaining. That's a good way to put it. And I, it generally feels like a pretty... Dave that's, feels like he's just—he's calling it like he sees it. He's that's one of those ones why I—I I can't make my mind up on whether or not he's actually going to run. Nah, I or don't if know. this was just like a, like a hey, come know. listen to my podcast I, I just, publicity. Stunt. I like that he—he. He, it seems to me he calls balls and strikes, and the history seems to generally be on his side. Like he says, the consistency is—it's pretty consistent. Yeah, like I listen oh, to Tim sure. Pool, and it's not that consistent. But the consistency is not that important. The thing is, no, he's I, consistent on on a, on principle. Whereas some guys are, they're consistent in other ways, and because of that, it might block their well. And at agenda, the end, at the end of the day, agenda. I will listen to and respect anybody who does not feel like they're just reading CNN headlines or Fox News headlines yeah, or whatever. For sure, because like there are a lot of those people that like I've had to. I've had to stop listening to him because that's all it feels like anymore. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people that like one of the reasons like, go back to Dave Smith. Yeah. One of the reasons I like him is I'll listen to someone, even Tim Pool or some of these other. You know, I've listened to like, I mean, you can go every which way, Glenn Beck or or the Young Turks or whatever, yeah. and I and I'll listen to them, and the same story will be alarmist. Jimmy Dore. The same story will be alarmist on one side and then the other, depending on which side. And then you'll go listen to Dave report on that story, a part of the problem. And it's like, he'll give you this perspective that you didn't even yeah. consider. And it's really you know, refreshing al- because you're like... Both sides are alarmist for one other thing, well, and, and then be- Dave just comes in like, yeah, they're both assholes. And the thing is, when you listen to everyone, you see their point. So you'll listen to like 
I haven't, I'll be fair. I haven't listened to the Young Turks or Glenn Beck in a while. I've kind of stopped going that well, far on each end. But they, they've gotten to a point where it feels like they're just reading headlines. Well, that's what I mean. Because they don't think critically. But you'll listen to like um, some lefty and right lefty people, and, and it'll make sense coming where they're coming. Righty people, it'll kind of make sense where they're coming from. And then you go to someone like Dave Smith, and he'll kind of give you a completely out of nowhere. Everyone's making a pragmatic ar- argument, and he'll make a moral argument. And you're like, wait, what? Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like usually they make the moral argument. You know, you're like how I didn't even think there was a moral argument here. Holy crap, that makes sense. I, um, yeah, since we're just saying it, yeah, I, I like Dave Smith. Yeah, I, I really too. enjoy his show. It, it's also a lot of fun that it's. it's what? It's, who well, cares? It, it, right? No yeah, one's listening like, to our show. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's a rated R podcast too. So like, he yeah. just says whatever the hell he wants. It's it's yeah, kind of refreshing because most table. people who go, do the news have to like really hold themselves back. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is funny because he's on like skanks and stuff with all these guys that don't like Luis, yeah, Luis they, Gomez doesn't hold back at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I missed him by a day in Vegas. Oh, really? Oh, uh, he would have been cool to I, see. It would have been a fun one because his stand up's great. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you think about him on podcasts, his stand up is fairly tame comparatively and it's good yeah it's kind of it is true his stand-up's tame compared to how he well, is on the show he's got to get he's got to get up on stage in front of people who aren't necessarily his fans so yeah. i kind of get it yeah well and i think that's just the craft of writing stand-up material is probably a whole different animal so oh, yeah you come at it in a different way um yeah i know i'm gonna miss him in san diego by a week i was uh, really hoping i'd be able to chance to see him yeah no i literally I, I got back i landed in the oakland airport and i opened up twitter and Louis j gomez is just landed at McLaren <laughs> Airport. I it's so funny we miss them. I I would I would there's a lot of comedians in podcasting I would drop. Like if, uh, if Luis Gomez was about to do stand up, I'd drop everything and if I could I'd see it. If okay, dude, that speaking of skanks too, I think it was around the time we launched Fat Tango Presents, I was actually supposed to be coming to town and COVID forced me to cancel the trip. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and I remember that. Big Jay Okerson was going to be doing the San Jose Improv that week. Oh, yeah. And we were making plans to go see it. That's right. We were talking about going. Yeah. And then COVID happened. The show got canceled. My trip got canceled. I forgot about that. (laughs) We were looked. We were talking about going to see him. That's right. Um, There's been a a funny, funny guy. Like he's. Yeah, this this might be a hot take, but he is by far the funniest stand up comedian out of the three skanks. Oh, well, it's, it's you, the you gotta like you gotta like the raunchy humor, I guess. Yeah, but he's. I don't know. I think he's better at sounding more natural, more off the dome with all his material. He's quicker, but it's it's all he's all improv. I I almost, it's funny as I actually Believe would stand. Crowd works not as much improv as you'd think. Oh like, right on. Well, either way, I I would almost argue I kind of like Louis, I kind of like Lewis's stand up better than I I love Big J stand up. Don't get me wrong. I would jump at either of them, but that's kind of funny. I I, th- <laughs> I like Lewis's stand up a little bit better, um, but it, it's they're just some of those people. I get. I know that they are not that we have listeners, but like that many listeners. But they're technically you're not supposed to really like them, they're, they're, <laughs> like in the comedy scene. But they're I, funny. That's that's the other thing I've noticed being in the comedy scene here in the Bay Area. Most uh-huh. people are fans of them. Yeah. Oh wow. Like I I think they're just they're at a level of comedian where a lot of smaller time comics just have a lot of respect for them, even sense. if even if they think they go too far or even if yeah. they think they're overrated it is weird we got everybody to... has this respect for them because they're doing what everybody yeah at these open mics wants to do it's funny we take the shift into comedy because we started talking about politics and dave smith who is 
on Legion of Skanks transferred us into the comedy. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I love him. His comedy's not... He lost the race for president of Skanks, yeah. so now he's running for president of the United I, States. I like... <laughs> I don't know. I liked. I like his material for stand-up, but I think it's the New York... Th- Some about like the New York delivery... There's a New York flavor to his delivery that just goes a little over oh, my yeah, head. Oh, yeah, he's a New Yorker through and yeah, through. Yeah, so there's a little... Some of that goes over my head. I love the material, and I love his, his political... View, like, his political uh, commentary. Yeah. Um, and it's not even he, why I go see them. He's almost Carlin-esque in certain ways. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, on the podcast, yeah, he literally lets well, loose on, in that even way. Even in a stand-up material, because he does those big yes, political societal rants. but he doesn't rants. quite go as aggressively yeah, as Carlin. He's not Carlin. Don't he's get me more wrong. more observational. Um, but I, they, again, they're just comedians. There's so many comedians I would stop everything to see. I I, uh, I missed uh, years ago when they were doing it, uh, Middle Ditch and Swartch. Ben Schwartz oh, and that would have Middleditch. been such a fun show, yeah. dude. I think I, I hit you up on that one too, didn't I? I think you did. I was, and I was I, like, and Mikey too. And I was like, if I pay for these, can out. we go? And it's like, I couldn't get the dates. I was so bummed. Their freaking improv is great. I would love to see them live. I mean, clearly the way to see celebrities that you idolize is just to happen upon them by accident. Apparently, because you've had a you've had an experience or two with that too, haven't you? Speaking of, since we were talking about you working at Legoland. Oh, I, I guess that around, wasn't yeah. like you didn't see him perform. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I met a few people at Legoland. I, I made Weird Al a panini, uh, which was pretty <laughs> fun. I worked at, at the time, I was working at the only vegetarian restaurant. Um, I wasn't waiting tables. I was just cooking, well, cooking sandwiches. But I made yeah, Weird Al. cook at a vegetarian restaurant? Well, there, it wasn't purely vegetarian. It was a sandwich restaurant. Uh, so they had vegetarian. The panini, the panini was uh, mozzarella, tomato, uh, spinach, and, and, and like some dressings and stuff. Oh, it was, so it was like a caprese panini. Yeah, it was a caprese panini. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's quite good. I'm not even a big tomato fan. I would eat without tomatoes, and I enjoyed it. So, um, but I made weird Al a caprese panini sandwich. He came in. It was one of those like subway ish kind of things. There was like a front cash register, and I was in the back making the sandwich. But it was does, crazy. Does the caprese panini come with a side of linguine? Oh, you're dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> What about tortellini? <laughs> no, 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 fettuccine. <laughs> Apparently, it's I all Italian tini? food. <laughs> um, so we you get warning when you're at the when you're working at a at a park like that, right? People get warning when there's a celebrity there. You kind of get warning, and when they because they oftentimes are with a I don't remember if there's a case with Weird Al, but usually they're with someone like they hire a VIP kind of someone to host them at the park, right? You see that Disneyland stuff too. Um, so we got the heads up like, hey, yo, someone called like, hey, Weird Al's was asking about food. He's a vegetarian. He's coming to to you guys like be heads up. And we're like, oh, dang. OK. And it was not a crazy busy day or whatever. So it was empty in there. And we're just standing there. I'm standing in the back. My buddy, Chris, who I was working with, we were real tight at the time. They stand in the front. We're both huge Weird Al fans. And you're not supposed to be a fan, right? <laughs> so you're like, okay. And then he comes in. He's like, just walks up casually. He's Weird Al. He, everyone yeah. sees him. He's super, super chill. Just like, hey, how's it going? He like makes his order, whatever. And we send it to him. We're making it. I'm just kind of watching, trying not to be weird. Did, did and my he... buddy Chris at one point just kind of goes like, all right, that'll be this much, whatever. Thank you. And he like signs. He's like, not supposed to say this, but I saw your, I saw you in concert. And it was amazing. And I'm a huge fan. <laughs> did, did Weird Al sing his order? <laughs> yes, he did. Absolutely. Did, did so Caprizi Panini? Yeah, it was something like that. No. <laughs> nah. No, well, it was he, cool though. He does have a song about a Caprizi Panini with what is it? Fettuccine? I don't. 
Made no. by Matt. No. <laughs> he does have a song about lasagna. Did you make yeah. him a lasagna? No, I didn't make him lasagna. I wish. <laughs> no, I met him. I met. Well, I, I guess you're I not say, as good as the guy who made him that lasagna. I shouldn't say met. I didn't meet them. I'm. I'm such a. Well, again, I'm a good boy, rule following boy. <laughs> so like when they're like, don't fraternize, don't be, make it weird, just serve them. I'm super professional. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. same thing. Like, oh, I'm super professional. I'm not gonna go go Google or not Google. Uh, gawk. You know what I mean? I'm just going to chill and I'm going to be show, be respectful. Cause like, Hey, you know, they're here with their family, whatever, whatever. Um, but I, you know, that was cool. And then yeah. I just like, we're just hanging out. No one else came in and weird Al and his family's just eating right outside our window or our, our doors. And we're just like, yeah, this is crazy, man. It's crazy. Weird Al's here. This is crazy. You know, like <laughs> you don't bother them. You don't, and you give them lots of space and we're not just staring at them. We just happen to see them. You know, you're still working. Um, but then, uh, I also made weird Wayne Brady's salmon. Really? Did I not tell you? Have you not known that one? No, I did not yeah. hear the Wayne Brady story. This was when I was when I was waiting tables. I had just uh, started making a shift into the kitchen. So I was I was one of the only guys. I was working at the only full service restaurant at Legoland, um, and I was one of the guys. I think the only one at the time that both worked. I was a line cook and I waited tables. So some days I'd be a line cook and some days I'd wait tables. And they didn't let me wait. They didn't let me shift over to waiting tables because I started as a dishwasher and I worked up to a line cook and they make a higher hourly. So when I waited ta- tables, I had a higher hourly than everyone huh. else. I was making like 12 bucks an hour to wait tables, which I remember when that felt like a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and also, but you know, waiting tables, you're making like six bucks an hour because at Legoland, at, especially in the busy months, you're making like 200 bucks a night in tips. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So you're making minimum wage. Now, did Wayne Brady serenade you knowing only your name and profession? <laughs> No, I wish. <laughs> uh, no, it was funny though. It was uh, like, so we're in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen at the time and they get the, and again, they call us up. Hey, Wayne Brady's coming to you guys with this family, whatever. Um, all right, cool. Whatever. And I remember all the guys, there's all these, uh, older Mexican dudes working in the kitchen with me. Uh, and one younger, my age, Mexican chick, same kind of deal, except she did speak Spanish. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I didn't really, they, they loved me. They'd always teach like, okay, come on, you're Mexican. You're getting better Spanish than this. Come on. And that's where most of my Spanish has come from <laughs> is working with Mexican people. <laughs> like they help help me out. Like nah, enough, you can't, what little you're Spanish not I know Mexican. is from the same thing. <laughs> you can't be Mexican. Not no Spanish. Come on. And it was cool. They'd like, you know, sometimes they days they'd go and they only speak Spanish. And I'm like, oh shoot. They're like, gonna say it over again. I'm like, okay, okay, I know that. So ensalada, you know, like, and I figure it out. There was a time when I was a lot stronger than my Spanish. Anyways, oh, yeah, Wayne Brady's here. coming. Oh, Wayne Brady's coming. And they were like, uh, and the, the, I remember Pedro, the guy, the, the shoe chef at the lead in the, in the thing, like, who's that? And me and, uh, oh, God, what was her name? I want to say Mel, but I don't think it's right. Girl, I'm sorry if I'm misremembering your name. Uh, we were like, <laughs> I'm no, sure she listens Pedro, to the podcast. It's, it's Wayne Brady. Like Wayne Brady. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, I don't know who that is. And then the other line cook, one of them barely spoke any English. And like, you know who that is? Like, she's like, eh, you know, like, no. And we were like, oh my God, these, she was like, you guys are so old. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> like, to be they fair, they weren't that old, but they're older than us. And they were, they were moved here. You know what I mean? Her and I were born here. <laughs> like, and, and so he was like, at one point, like he to made, to be fair, I don't know that Mexico was one of the countries where they had a whose line is it anyway. Yeah. Show. I don't know. The UK had it. Canada had it. I feel uh, like France might've had it maybe before it made it to America. I don't uh, know. Wayne Brady's known for more than just that. Probably. I feel like that's where he started. After, yeah. Um, I feel like that that was like his big break. Yeah, probably. I and I loved Who's Line. Oh, Who's Line's amazing. Such a big fan. Um so we 
Wayne Brady's family, I think it was his family, I don't know, whoever he was with, comes in. They order. I don't even see them come in because I'm in the kitchen, right? We had these glass. It was like glass. So the kitchen was the European style where you could. Mm-hmm. They said that, but then I've been to Europe and I didn't ever see this. But they said it was European style and uh, it was just glass. The kitchen was there. You could see the kitchen, everyone Wait, was working. Was it glass or clear Legos? <laughs> it was Lego plexiglass. <laughs> no, as it should be. So you could see through the whole time, right? You could the kitchen, and you could see into the dining area. But when you're in the kitchen, I've been on both sides. You see in the kitchen is one thing. Seeing out from the kitchen is another because you got a lot going on, right, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it. And then at one point, uh, oh God, what was his name? Adon. I don't, I don't remember his name. The, the, the guy that cooked the meat, he's mm-hmm. like, Mateo, come here. I'm like, okay. He's like, you're going to make that. And I was like, what? He's like, you make that salmon. And I was like, I, why? And he's like, it's for your friend. <laughs> I was like, my friend. And then he like said something to Pedro and Pedro's like, that's Wayne, Wayne Brady ordered salmon. You want to make it for him? But that's, he don't, we don't know who it is. You want to <laughs> make it? And I was like, Yes, you know what I mean. Like I was like, but I don't want to mess it up. And he's like, okay, he'll help you. <laughs> so like, because I had never really I cook. Now I can cook a little more. I didn't know I was like nineteen, you know. And so he helped me cook Wayne Brady salmon, and then you know, send it out. And then as Wayne Brady's leaving, he's waving to us. That's cool, whatever. But yeah, I met some other people too, but I don't remember who they were. Well, you had one get some traction on TikTok, right? A story you had about meeting a celebrity. Oh, yeah. That was at Disneyland. Yep. Met Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Got a nod from Snoop Dogg. Should I tell that story? Yeah, I'm telling I mean, all these might stories. Might as well. I mean, you, you can't just drop it and then move on. All right. Okay. So um, I can't. I feel like I've told most same. of my good celebrity yeah, stories. So go yeah. ahead. So this was around the same time I was working at Legoland. And the, the reason when I was working at Legoland, we were off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Legoland was mostly closed on Tuesday and Wednesdays during the off season. So me and some of my friends, one of them who got me the job at Legoland, a very close friend of mine, Sarah, and her now husband, Scott, uh, went to Disneyland. We used to go. We had those SoCal passes that were like mm. 200 bucks for the year, and yeah, but you could only go like God, if only. Tuesday through Thursday, <laughs> Like, but we could, so we got them, and um, we would go all the time, and it was like not that busy. If you remember, there was an area, I don't know if you remember, I used to go all the time, but I you feel know like where I've the, been to Disneyland a lot for okay. somebody who had to drive four or five hours every You're time. Californian, more than a lot of people. But you know the Boudin area, like that, yeah. the, the wharf area? Yeah, Cannery um, Row. Yeah, there used to be, between Can- Cannery Row, there used to be the Bugs Life, which isn't there anymore, right? Because mm. they were turning into the Marvel Campus. But there was like that empty spot, and there was a little fruit cart, like a little fruit stand cart. You ordered it, like you walked up, and there was two little slots, and you ordered your stuff from behind the thing. And it was just like fruit and drinks. It was nothing. In fact, most people didn't bother stopping there because it was like you'd have right. to walk off of the beaten path just a little too well, far. It was probably still like twice what a reasonable price would be. Yeah. So so I walk over there because I was like, I needed some water or something like that. And my friends are on the main path. And I was like, I'm just going to run over and grab some. And they're like, okay, we're not going all the way over there. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. all right, I'll be right back. So I ran over there and I'm walking up and I'm like buying a water. Like, hey, how's it going? I'm going to buy a water. And uh, it took him a second for whatever reason. I don't remember why, but I was there for just a hair longer. Maybe I ordered something more than, other than water. I don't remember. Maybe they were in awe. Maybe. Of who was standing well, behind honestly, you in line. You make a good point because I know from working at it, like they probably got a call. Yo, Snoop Dogg's going to stop and get some water. You know, <laughs> like. 
So yeah. they like helping me. And then at one point, this group of people just walks up to get next to me. And I suddenly am aware of this really tall dude next to me. And I was like, you know, I didn't think about it. I didn't like look or whatever. Like, and there's these people. And then I kind of caught out of the center. There's a bunch of them, right? More than that. And I, so I finally, I look over and there's this tall dude next to me and he looks over to me and he's, you know, he's Snoop Dogg. He looks like Snoop Dogg and I just didn't register. So I look <laughs> at him and he looks at me and he just nods exactly the way you see, think Snoop Dogg would just nod at you. And I wasn't aware that it was Snoop Dogg. I was like, cause I wasn't expecting it. So I was just like, you know, I just nod back like, okay, like all awkwardly, just nod back. Gonna grab my water, turn around and walked away. And I turn around and like, I'm like, that was a lot of people. That was weird, whatever. And I, I walk back and my friend Sarah and Scott like, Matt, what are you, did you talk to him? Did we say that? Did you talk to him? Did you talk to Snoop Dogg? And I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> there was, I'd never seen a celebrity out in the wild like that before. So it was like, that didn't register with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, and it's, like, it's weird for sure. Yeah. Like, and they're like, it's Snoop Dogg. And by the way, I should point out that he was wearing a kid's blue Mickey ears. Like his kid was done with him or something. And he put them on his head or something, you know, like, um, so it's like, you know, that probably threw him off for me. I was like, oh, maybe it looks like Snoop, but he's got kid Snoop. Kid well, yeah, Snoop I mean, ears it, on, so it's not him. It It's for sure a weird thing seeing a celebrity in public because you don't yeah. you don't think of it. Like if, if you're there expecting to see him, it's one thing. But like like with the Dave Girl story, I was literally just wandering around by myself. Yeah. And then you just and I hear some. I, yeah, I hear some busker singing and it's like, oh, this guy's kind of good. He's drawing a little <laughs> bit of a crowd like, kinda OK, good, yeah. And, and I'm sitting there like. And it takes until the last chorus of the last song. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's Dave Grohl. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Snoop Dogg, I'm walking away yeah. and they're pointing out Snoop Dogg. I look back and I realize, yeah, that's as soon as they say it, you're like, holy Christ, that's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like immediately pops in your head and you're like, because you look at him and you're like, he looks familiar. But when someone looks familiar, you, you see yeah, people right? that look familiar well, all the time. You know, like, like, you know, some people just have that face. Like, well, actually, in Vegas, there was a, one of the guys working the counter, I swear to God, was like spitting image of Snoop Dogg 20 years ago. Oh, wow. You know, Back like, in the it, Snoop Lion days? You know, <laughs> was that 20 years ago? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, no, like, it's just some people have that face. And so you... <laughs> You know, it kind of registers, but doesn't. Yeah, yeah, but that's exactly what happened. Well, and then as I'm looking away and he's walking away with his family, there's two, like, dudes in suits with him <laughs> with freaking, like, the curly, like, double agent thing plugs going into their ear. Like, as soon as I saw that, and then, like, a, you know, they had, like, a VIP host, of course. So it's, like, it's a little pod that's, like, protected from people harassing him. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, dang. And they just walked up to me. People probably saw it like, honest. holy crap, that's Snoop. Oh, he's got bodyguards. Don't go near. You know what I mean? Like, and I and he just <laughs> walked up to me and I'm like, oh, hey, okay. Like, grab my water. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. When I heard you tell that, or when I watched the TikTok and was watching you tell the story, uh -huh. the moment you said like two bodyguards with like the secret service things, I was like, was Barack Obama standing behind you in line? <laughs> <laughs> saw, saw Barack Obama's limo pass by once in San oh, Francisco. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of that story. <laughs> But yeah, no, you asshole. Like, I I had to pay like 150 bucks a ticket to see Snoop Dogg from 50 <laughs> feet away, <laughs> and you stand right next to him. He nods at you, and you didn't even recognize uh, him. And he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't do any music for me though. That's fair. Yeah, he reserved that for paying customers. The the, the concert was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, he had like it. It was an ensemble of people coming up and doing sets too. We were there for like four hours. Did anyone yell, "Bring your green hat"? 
nobody yelled bring your green hat but we were standing out so this was in billings montana it was in like february <sighs> snoop loves we, playing we, billings we were in he told me though when we were hanging out at the fruit stand i'm sure he did <laughs> yeah no it was like there were like three feet of snow on the ground and it was not stopping and there was this drunk dude stand like being held up by his two friends just waiting for the doors to be opened shouting snoop snoop a loop <laughs> that like, was like my first introduction to snoop was old school <laughs> i was young enough oh, i didn't know wonderful. who he was I, I, i'm just glad the guy didn't uh, try to start streaking once we got inside <laughs> in the uh, snow <laughs> no, coming back outside we're going streaking through the quad to the gymnasium it was really cool though like also me and bailey went we were the only people who were dumb enough to think that or dumb enough not to bring weed into the show. Ah, uh, like that happened to we, me at Tenacious D's show. Well, like because we go and and we're thinking like, should, you know, this is this is Snoop Dogg. Should we go get some? And I'm like, no. There's gonna be security. They're gonna search us. They're gonna, you know, like they're gonna make us throw it away. Yeah. And we go in, and immediately as soon as the lights go down in the yeah uh, in the venue, you just see all these lighters pop up, and everybody that, spark. Yeah. And Snoop just like gets up on stage. He starts he'll light a blunt, take a puff, and then pass it down to into the, the crowd. And then I couldn't even imagine. And then like ten minutes later, later he just take another oh, one, like <laughs> puffing on Snoop's blunt. Dang, uh, that'd be crazy. Could you imagine I don't even doing smoke that anymore? Now? I would do it. If <laughs> okay. Snoop passed me a blunt, if we get big enough that Snoop's like, "Hey, how's it going?" He passed oh. you a blunt. You don't say no. Snoop Dogg, Cheech and Chong, Joe Rogan. Those are yeah. my three. Like, it doesn't matter if I quit, whatever. If I have the opportunity to smoke pot with them, I'm going to. Yeah. I don't care about Cheech and Chong, really. I love them. I don't know. I, I, I like their movies enough. And and just just for the ability to say I smoked pot with Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Uh, you, you make a good point. If I was actually in a situation where you're sitting with Chong and he's like, hey, take a rip, man. I'd be like. Well, even if I, not. even if I had to, like, go to my kids, like, PTA meeting later, you know, <laughs> I'd probably be like, well. Even if you had a drug one test with your PO PG, that afternoon. Yeah, one rough PTA like, meeting versus smoking with Chong. Yeah, I'd probably well, dude, do it. Think about it. You could have a drug test and just be like, no, 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 no. I, was, I, I, I was hanging out with I was hanging out with Tommy Chong. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's all cool. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I know I'm out of it. <laughs> I just smoked with Tommy Chong. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan, too. I, would, hook. I, I think it like I wonder if you smoked with Although Joe, Joe might, Rogan, it might tank Fat Tango's stock price. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder like I I wonder if you were on the on it with him, if we made it and we were on Joe Rogan and, and Joe Rogan was like, hey, you know, like, hey, he's like offer it to you while you're talking. And then he started like, especially because I don't do it anymore. I wonder if I hit it. And then he starts talking about like interdimensional beings. You know what I mean? All this crazy oh. stuff. I feel like I'd get so lost. I might screw would, everything up. Would like you go like you're there for Alex three Jones? hours. Like I don't like. <laughs> I'd be There's worried. Interdimensional I'd, vampires. I'd be worried. I'd screw it up, man. <laughs> I'd be worried. I either go that route or I just like completely check out. Because sometimes, especially when I've done it, if I get too high, when I especially when I've never smoked anymore, I I just check out. You know what I mean? Like, and just like, just done, like, just watch. And I would hate myself if I had an opportunity to be with you. It's a, that's a tricky one, actually, the more I think about it. Like, oh, yeah, no, I feel like, I feel like I would have to be very aware of my tolerance if yeah. I was going to do it. Like, maybe the tiniest like, like, like all, right, all right, I'll take a puff so I can say that I did. Freaking, and then, you know, yeah. then we're going to switch to cigars. 
I don't know. Do you see? The, did you listen to the episode where uh, Joe Rogan or Post Malone was like microdosing mushrooms? Huh? <laughs> He's just drinking Bud Light and mi- microdosing <laughs> mushrooms. And I think uh, Joe was doing it with him, if I be- if I remember correctly. I wouldn't put it past Joe. Yeah. Have you ever tried DMT, Rogan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that was a meme? Like everybody would just give <laughs> Joe Rogan a nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? I there's still got to be new material coming out, right? Yeah, probably. I speaking of stand up, another one I would never I would if Joe Rogan was ever in the area and I could see I him, would drop everything. Yeah, I would find a way. Dude, I'd sell my car. Joe Rogan is like <laughs> he's beyond like Flying Monkeys is, is that, that's an album, right? Flying Monkeys Space. I always forget the names of albums. I think so. That's the one. It's that's one amazing. of the more recent ones, I think, right? I'm just going to look. <laughs> yeah, he's on iTunes. Yeah, we can like, just unless Spotify bought the rights to his stand up <laughs> too. <laughs> no, I, that uh, God, I can't remember the da, 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 da. Talking I, Monkeys in Space. That's what it was. I love that album. Oh, they're all great. Dude. <laughs> I love that album. I know everyone does, and like that's kind of like, cliche to love that album, but I love that album. Like I. And it's so funny, too, because Joe Rogan's rise to prominence, it took me a while to come around to him because for a long time it was just like, oh, hey, it's that guy from Fear Factor. Yeah. And then I, I start- didn't even realize that was him until after and I then met I the start- new Joe. Well, yeah, because I was introduced from Fear Fighter or Fear, Fear Fighter, Fear Factor. Sorry. The fighter comes next because it's more. Yeah. Because then I, I got into the UFC for a while and I was like, wait, this this announcer sounds familiar. <laughs> and he comes out in the ring one time and I'm like. Oh my god, it's the guy from Fear Factor. <laughs> and then it wasn't long after that, his stand-up comes out, and it's like, oh, it's the guy from Fear Factor. He does comedy. <laughs> I love... And I then lo- his, I started listening to his podcast, and I was like, oh my god, there's so many more levels to Joe Rogan than Fear Factor. Seriously. <laughs> I love the idea, like, the skanks talk about this, which I love, like, the jokes of him, like, I love that Joe Rogan is... He's Joe Rogan, so he's kind of separated from normal people. Yeah. Because it's like... Boy, if you're if what well, yeah, is he's been joke like recently, ridiculously like, wealthy if for you're the not, last twenty yeah, years. If you're not going in a cryo chamber every day, then you're not really treating your body well. And it's like you know, like <laughs> there's clearly a disconnect there. But it's like, bro, my AC doesn't even work. But like, <laughs> the way he sits down with people is so real. So how how he can be so real but still be so. I love I love the amount of times you listen to him like have he'll have someone like Michael Malice on who's like the frailest dude and he'll be like yeah you should start working out you should get a personal trainer you can get beefed up real quick and Malice of course because everyone because on Joe Rogan Michael <laughs> Malice will be like yeah I think I should <laughs> and it's like none of y'all do yeah, it's like even Malice he almost says it with a tone because he's just such a good troll yeah like he knows he's not gonna do it but yeah. he doesn't want to disappoint the Joe Rogan yeah, yeah, yeah. like I. I'll be honest, if we get on Joe Rogan and he just looks at us and like, yeah, you guys are a little pudgy, like, <laughs> you guys should try jujitsu. I'm probably going to go ahead and be like, yeah, you know what? I should try jujitsu. Yeah, jiu-jitsu. you know, Joe, you're probably right. I think you may be on to something there. I, I never considered jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Maybe that's the one that's uh, for me, you know? Like, I've been told that cryo Taekwondo, chambers like, are really good. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that maybe like if I like, get really good at like my arm strength, like, you know, like if I've started hunting elk or something like that, then maybe I've been I thinking could, about trying DMT. Yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. you know, this is the elves talking to the elves about like really getting myself fit because the body's a temple, you know? Like, <laughs> Joe Rogan, this is all in good fun. Yeah. Please don't, because uh, <laughs> yeah. you totally listen to the show. Please don't get mad. I'm sure. Well, he's the godfather of podcasting. He probably knows everything that's happening. Sorry, Dad. Oh Joe. yeah. 
if if nothing else, like one of his minions is gonna yeah. hear our podcast and get back to him. Like, what was it? Is it Mr. Shane Rogan? Is Shane Gillis calls him Daddy. What does he call him? Uh, Rogies. Rogies. Uh, no, no, Saint Rogie. Saint Rogies. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Shane Gillis. Yeah, uh, he's, he's another one's funny. I'd probably drop everything to go. Oh, see. he's great. <laughs> Hey, who needs Saturday Night Live? I, I, like, I like to point this out. Like we keep coming back to these canceled comedians, but like <laughs> I like to point out that we're not on either side because I'd also drop everything to see like Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins oh, yeah. do anything together live. Yeah, I for did. Sure. I, I saw both of them live. Really? I saw uh, when Thrilling Adventure Hour was a thing. I mean, it was them with Paget Brewster and and, and Mark Evan and Jackson. Mark Evan Jackson. Who you got to meet. I did get to meet him. I also got to meet Hal Lublin. I sat and talked to him with for a while. Oh, I know he's I hate you. Not everyone knows how as, as well, but like I, I like how Evelyn. I think he's freaking hilarious. Um, but there's a lot of people like that. I would draw. I, I got to see that. I was in nosebleed seats because we got it too late. But I got to see Thrilling Adventure. I even got Adam Savage showed up. Really for that one? Yeah, like we were doing it, and they always used to do special. It was San Francisco Catch Fest 2017. I think it was 2017. You know and what's funny about that? Like, so the MythBusters, the the bomb range that they go do all their. You oh know, yeah, field it's testing right here. It. It's in Dublin. Yeah, my my dad's buddy Clint, who's in law enforcement, has been their supervisor before. That's crazy. I yeah, remember we like, watched an episode just once. Some guys where you saw the the movie theater in Dublin in the background <laughs> from their bomb for when they were up at the bomb place. Like, oh yeah, well, it, they, it is, it's like right by my they, house, well, dude. They do. They did the one episode where they did uh, the the body on dropping on concrete if you drop on water from so high it's the same as concrete you remember that one yeah they did that in livermore really they did that in livermore at uh in, ugh, god, god i've got to track down that episode not tell that i remember this episode it's the 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 shadow cliffs oh uh, yeah lake. off of uh yeah right is, in between is it livermore and that the yeah, lake? yeah. With, with the water slide you can see it. they take it up in the helicopter stuff and it's like holy crap that's stanley <laughs> you know, like, like, wow, I drive that. That's crazy. They're just right there. Uh, yeah, they did that at that lake. Pretty nuts. Uh, hey, and that just... parking lot. Now that parking lot has solar uh, panels above it, so they couldn't drop yeah. a pig carcass onto Well, I mean, they could. There. It would I mean, just cost just a lot the... more money now. Yeah, they'd have to remove it. Um, yeah. uh, real quick, uh, rest in peace to uh, Grant, man. Yeah. I loved Mythbusters. That dude ruled. Pour one out for you, but not really because yeah, we're inside really a carpeted out, room. I love that show. I know that they were it all was super, so much fun. They were all super cheesy and not really well, actors, yeah. but that's they, what made it well, so charming. They were just a bunch of nerds yeah, with money doing cool like, stuff. That was literally what it was. They, they, uh, they were Batman. Yeah. They were nerds with money. <laughs> we we started watching the Junior one with Adam Savage, and I I I, I was enjoying it. But Mythbusters is a whole like, different. He's got it still going. Thing. Well, Chelsea it's, still watches all of his. Chelsea still watches all of Adam Savage's stuff. He's the one that made like the Iron Man suit. Yeah. Right? So that was actually what I was talking about just now. Like I just saw him on YouTube the other day, and that's what he was doing. He made the Iron Man suit and he tested to see if it would really be bulletproof. Wow. And he just goes, he's like, yeah, I'm at the Alameda County Sheriff's shooting range in Dublin, California. That's so crazy. <laughs> well, the place they all take all their cars like, to drive. Jesus, was that's, like, that's a five minute drive right from my the, house. You can see that from the freaking Bay Bridge. Yeah. yeah it's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I know it's not. It, People yeah, shoot San things Francisco's everywhere. I'm sure in New York, big, they get this all the time. area. But you like, know. you know, that's one in like four million people. Yeah. It's just but it's it's cool that yeah. that's this thing that was a big phenomenon at the time yeah. was happening in our backyards. Yeah. I love I love that show. It's so fun. The only thing with that show was the uh uh they did the thing that was popular at the time which was like 
they they build up to what's going to happen and then commercial break. And then when they get back uh, from commercial, they give you all of this backing to lead that up to it. That has been like, the best part about streaming. Yeah. Is that like new stuff that. that comes out is you don't have those breaks anymore. Yeah. Even have, cable TV has stepped away from it because they know everybody's going to watch their shit on Hulu. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm glad I, it's gone because me and Bailey rewatched Lost recently. Oh, okay. Lost had a real problem with that. Really, still a great show, but yeah, it was like every ten minutes, you know, you would have the they building up the music, and then there'd yeah, be this big reveal, and it I would cut to that. black. Uh. I hated that. I'm glad that that era is kind of over. That was getting real rough for a while. For a second, I was worried you were going to say the thing where, like, they do the uh, the animation where it looks like somebody's illustrating. The, no, uh, I love that. I was going to say, yeah, because no we do that. that. Yeah, I got no we problem. We do with that. that with four to tango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I got no problem with that. I just and, and honestly, it was good enough that I still watched. I've rewatched that show like three oh, times. Yeah, like every. Cool season you know? did you ever try oh, no, the white the, rabbit not project? the new season i i did i did i think i the, dug it but i didn't yeah it was something was off but i don't know what it was it was missing adam and jamie that, yeah that's the thing because i loved all of them from yeah, the b team was cool they were but great like, they were still the b team yeah missing <laughs> it was missing adam and jamie like it was still fun but it was just because usually in the show they're doing a project that's fascinating and Jamie and Adam are doing a project that may not be fascinating, but it's Jamie and Adam. Well, so well, it's the, the and, back and, and forth is the best well, part. And in fairness, if you just had Jamie and Adam on a show, I would say that it's missing something. Yeah, Tori, Grant, and Carrie. Yeah, Tori, Grant, Carrie. That's what they do. Do you remember the one where they did the flying? They did a super specific California one where it was flying versus driving to L.A. from the Bay Area. <laughs> do you remember that one? No. They. uh they all kind of get it. mixed together because I I pretty religiously watched oh, that God, show. It, it might have been the B team that did it. I feel like Adam flew though. Maybe not. I I don't remember who did it. I now. don't know. They but they sometimes like lent their help. They to stopped the B team. like they left the house at the same time, and it's like one team took a flight, like flew from I think Oakland or San Francisco down to L.A. and then they meet at like a museum, and the others drove. Just straight drive to the museum, and the flyer beat them by like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. That like even going through security and shit yeah. at SFO, you beat the drive, but by ten minutes. <laughs> but that's the thing is like all you're doing is not having to drive because yeah. you're sitting and you're sitting and waiting, and then loading the plane, and then sitting, and then getting there, and then getting out of the airport, and then getting I gotta a say, ride. By the way. Like, Having been over a year since being on an airplane, oh my god, I forgot how inconvenient that is. Oh, you did an airplane with masks? No, well, I mean, I did in Vegas, but yeah, yeah like we just we didn't fly for yeah, yeah most for of sure. The pandemic, me, me neither. Memorial Day had and the highest was, uh, flights travel in like since March of 2020. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I was one of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where, what yeah, was that was, like, dude? Because I got to travel was, with the masks. It was weird like like the masks were the least weird part the I'm vaccinated part was, but i gotta sit with a mask with two freaking one-year-olds on a five-hour yeah, flight yeah here. the weirdest part was definitely being on the plane and like they the airlines have just like thrown all the safety precautions to the wind what like, do you mean like the only thing that they still enforce is that you have to wear a mask at your seat Really? And even then, they're pretty lax. What does but that yeah, mean? What else like, was there? Like, like, like buckling up and stuff? Planes are like full capacity now. There's no there's no separation between different travel groups like airlines said they were doing in the very beginning. Yeah. 
So it was just we were on a packed flight. And it was, you know, we were in like regular coach seats. So, you know, you're bunched up with no leg room. And don't worry, the mask was keeping you safe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Even, not the vaccine. The mask actually, was keeping you safe. Actually, I've been told that um, like the plane's filtration system is so good. Dude, they say that the you, it was supposed so good that you shouldn't need a mask. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Well, and they then said now like, they, like that's it, the only that's gonna be the last thing you need a mask on, on for like thirty something hours with a confirmed infected person right next to you in order yeah. to contract it. It's because crazy. the filtration is that good. But this that's gonna be the last place they make us wear a oh, mask. Oh yeah, for sure. Sorry, I don't mean to complain. I, this is me complaining as a. It was also as a, short, a just a dad and guy. I'm not. I'm not political. In, in fairness, this was also the shortest flight I've been on in years. How quick was it? Was an like hour. An hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like flying to and from Billings, it was like an hour or one leg of the trip would be an hour and a half. Then you'd lay over for at least an hour and a half, and then you'd take a two-hour flight from like Salt Lake or Denver to the Bay Area. Oh. It was rough. So it was. You know, ba Bailey got a little frustrated because she doesn't normally fly as is. Yeah. You know, you throw COVID in the mix and all that. And she she was stressed quite a bit, but she made it through the flight just fine. Right on. Me, I was I was like blown away. Like, man, we're already touching down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is unheard of. We're here. That's what I thought. You know, like I we got to the airport at 10 this morning. It's <laughs> one o'clock and we're in Vegas. Like <laughs> that. I love that. I love it. It's like, so well, I growing up with my parents divorced. I did that. SoCal to, to Bay area flight oh, all the oh, time. Yeah, a lot. I got super used to that hour flight. It's yeah, so funny. I flew how you, back with you. It was yeah. nothing compared to the flights again, to and from billing. As soon as like, you fly, you get up in the air and you're like, get the okay to start mingling or whatever. Like oh yeah. you, you take your, or you have a conversation you, or two and you then turn on your you know laptop it. for five minutes and it's like, all right, we've begun our descent into yeah. San Francisco. Turn off all your it's shit. Crazy. <laughs> Cause they begin the descent like 15 minutes before you drop before you touch down. So it's yeah. like, like, and then they let you free about 10, 15 minutes after you go up. So it's like, you go up, you get 30 or 40 minutes of, Flight time. <laughs> what's funny is the lo what's the longest flight you've ever been on? Uh I probably have to be New York, which I think was a six hour flight. Oh, okay. Uh well, so we f I flew to DC, drove up to New York, and then flew out of JFK back to SFL. Okay. So one of those two flights, I'd I'd imagine New York was the longer one. Oh, okay. Less direct. Freaking Paris is ten and a half hours. Ugh. Ten and a half. At six hours was rough. Like at least they put us on a plane that has like the three sets of seats. Yeah, so you can kind of spread out. Were, you have room. Yeah, those seats were a little more open, and and the amount of movies you could watch was kind of cool. Well, and like they bring you food, like actual food, not like snacks. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I dude, I remember <laughs> this last time to Paris. I watched it because they only they never have the good movies. Like they. They do. I was bombed on the way to Paris. They had John Wick three, and I was like, or no, they had John Wick two and three, and I was like, well, shoot, I'm watching this because I've only seen one, and so I watched John Wick two, and I was like, this freaking rules. You know what I mean? Like, because it's John Wick two, it's awesome. And then I watched a few other ones that were good. On the way back, they didn't have them. It was a different airline. They didn't have John Wick, so I was bummed. I wanted to watch. I saved three for the way back, and I didn't, couldn't. But I watched. Um, oh God, what was the movie? I watched. I started by watching Yesterday. Have you seen that? No, that's the, the one where movie. like everybody forgets the Beatles existed, right? Yeah, except for the, except one, for the guy one guy who then performs the Beatles songs and gets and all famous because he created the he created the Beatles song. He, he is the Beatles now. That's a really fun movie. Should, I I imagine it, it is like I 
I I, I was interested in seeing it. it. I, I don't think I ever like. It was a I, lot. Of I never fun. made the trip made the trip to the theaters to go watch it. Well, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on the airplane. I don't. Yeah, know. I, was, I you know I haven't been on an airplane. <laughs> on a long enough airplane ride to watch it okay well but uh, everything's streaming bro <laughs> yeah um and have you seen how expensive airplane <laughs> wi-fi is what about streaming at your house brah no <laughs> you you gotta do that on like an airplane or in the theater no no that one's worth no. it's worth watching <laughs> it's good I, I did also watch a lot of movies that aren't worth it like i watched the the new aladdin movie on the way back because it would had come out fairly recently and i was like yeah. when else i'd run was out of movies really like a shot for shot remake of the cartoon no okay because that, that was like the biggest negative review i kept seeing no, they, in fact like, they like i get what they're doing and i don't hate i, I understand the chimes are changing all this stuff but like if you're gonna remake aladdin they like they kind of tweak it all and make jasmine the hero interesting yeah like at the very end in the final area it's like it's it's more about Jasmine standing up to the patriarchy than it is about Aladdin being clever, um, and that like I get it. That's cool. If yeah, it, like, it might have like, worked, what you're do. I, I don't be mind. original with the story. It, it's fine. I, I, it might have worked if it wasn't for other than Will Smith. Didn't care about any of the characters or the actors playing them. I just I didn't connect. They didn't feel real. They it just felt. We'll see. I. Forced. I've never had any interest in any of the even, live action Disney movies. Even Will Smith, just, it felt like they it felt like he probably did a Robin Williams thing where there's probably hours of even funnier stuff that he was doing on top of it, but it was consolidated and it felt yeah. like he was being like I don't th- I don't begrudge Will Smith. I think he did it. No, no, for not at that all. movie he was a decent choice for the genie and he did have some good original a, a lot of it for him was original comedy and and well, there that's was, good. Yeah, and and there was good stuff in there like for sure I, I thought that would be the thing that i was worried about you know what i mean it wasn't that it was everyone else it was like oh the rest of the movie doesn't really fit around him i just don't care did did he ever like punch aladdin in the face and go welcome to the cave of wonders <laughs> what like it's welcome to earth oh from, from independence yeah <laughs> <laughs> come on man you're the one that speaks in movie quotes you gotta get that one <laughs> Yeah, I, I got it. I remember where it was from. It just took me a second. <laughs> no, he wasn't the best. He was in the worst part. I also watched random. Was that Zalk Alphanakis, uh animated movie I watched on the way back? That was fun. Uh, not not. Oh, what's feet. that called? That I know what it's called. Or, or I, I know what you're talking about. I it don't know what like, it's called. He plays like the like he plays big Bigfoot. It's it's very bizarre, but very charming, very fun. I enjoyed it. I, in fact, I, I my, love Zach Galifianakis. My whole family watched it, so well, I don't even know it was him. Like the story too it was just it was just well written, fun claymation little movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. We should probably start wrapping it up. Probably it's an hour and forty. How does this happen? I don't know. Like it's a slog happen- through the first 30, 40 minutes. Well, then yeah, you and we, I start. We talking. talk in like we talk in pre-production. Like man, I'm I'm feeling slow today. I don't know if. I don't know if this yeah, is going to be a good episode. To talk about. And then we get into it, and yeah, we find something to talk about halfway through the episode after we've gotten drunk. Yeah. <laughs> One of us ducked away to take a bathroom break, and I wonder where that was. I bet this is edited so well that no one will know who yeah, it was until and where. now. <laughs> you dick. Why am I a dick? <laughs> you gave it away. You, we, we, we edited it perfectly, <laughs> I would assume, because we haven't edited it yet. Because uh, <laughs> we're still not in post. 
Maybe there were multiple bathroom breaks. Who knows, man? This is the future. Everything's bro, controlled. I've spent like half Wake up, sheep. It's all the government, man. Bro, but- I've spent like half of this. I've, I've spent like half of all of these shows in the bathroom and nobody's noticed yet. So. <laughs> I didn't say it was you, bro. <laughs> it could have been either of us. No, I'm I'm the one who makes the poop jokes. I, it, it's, I, I'm sure our listeners, especially Jr., knows it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Jr., our listener knows. Um, well, give us. Why don't we do an interesting archive right. and uh, start wrapping this puppy up? This was a fun, another fun little conversation. I didn't expect this. I, I we finally. I know we haven't put our political beliefs out there or anything, but it is fun to. I was thinking about well, that. It's, we don't, it's it's fun to get to reference the stuff that we listen to. And it's like, we don't really have the biggest listener base, so why not? Yeah. Just be us. I mean, people. hopefully people recognize if you've been listening, you, hopefully you know that like Blake and I listen to a lot of, of that. well, like, we listen to a lot of politics that's not our politics, so yeah. you don't know what our politics are. It's and, still a mystery. Ooh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I mean, you can probably I, figure I think it out. made it obvious think, with the amount of praise we gave well certain yeah, people today for sure but <laughs> but it's like at the same time you could say okay my politics probably lean this way but we're not really that political no not at all it's in not fact, like we started this like, to not be political well, and it's also <laughs> not like we sit and argue with our friends that have different political beliefs we don't well get, well you might not oh really uh me and me and jr shout out again jr and knows. sam sam who is now also a regular listener what's up sam they we we argue a lot about politics. They they know my beliefs, but I'm still not going to make it public here on the show. They have different beliefs than you. I wonder yeah. if they have my beliefs. Well, I don't know. I I will pose a question to Sam and Jr. right now. Should we add Matt to the political group chat? You have a political group chat. We do. In fact, we had to create a separate group chat because our regular group chat with no, all of our I other friends. I don't want to be in a political group yeah, chat. Our I regular don't. group chat with all of our other friends got pissed I, off because the conversation <laughs> would end up at politics so much. I don't mind talking about some of the different political shows I listen to. I don't mind actually saying names now, but I don't want to talk politics. <laughs> I don't. I oh, don't I, want I, that. I, I don't want to get into any philosophy. I don't want to get into actual current events. I, I don't, try even to stay right at- here. Even if this grows, I don't want to talk to you about things. I don't mind saying, oh, this COVID thing and the mask and it's like the way it's affecting kids and all that stuff. I don't know what to think. I don't mind saying that. I don't want to get into kids immediately. As soon as you make it political, people assume, oh, you're on one side or the other. See, I... I don't want to either. I almost feel some obligation because I get the notifications and I will hear Sam and JR who have very similar beliefs. Yes, I am calling you two out. And like I will just I will get the notifications of them talking in the group chat and like building up this echo chamber and it's like, "All right, I got to pop this bubble." <laughs> so you just go in there to, <laughs> to mess with them. <laughs> and then it and then it turns into a big heated political argument. We're not friends anymore by the end of the day, but then we're friends again by the start of the next day and Okay, if you add me, I, I can <laughs> promise you that I will just come in with different philosophical <laughs> every time. One time I'll be utilitarian. One time I'll be more <laughs> pragmatic. Once, I'll just change it up every single time. You'll not know what the hell <laughs> Yeah. I know Matt agrees with me on this. No, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming to your aid. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, you know thought what? about Come to think of it, I agree of, with JR. I don't know. Have you thought about the monarchy? Monarchy made a lot of sense if you really think about it. <laughs> no, man. Feudalism all the way. Yeah, yeah, man. I think feudalism, <laughs> it really it brought us to where we are. So, you know. yeah. Yeah. Dumb. 
Dumb stuff. <laughs> should we do an interesting archive? We should, because okay. I found a fun one. Oh, okay. Uh, is it political? It is not political. Okay, cool. What's the relevance? You always uh, this, find them relevant. Well, this this one would have been relevant if our guest had made the show today, but Okay. I'm gonna You don't want to save it till next time? No, because this was just this is so fun. I can't sit on this for another week. Okay, give it to me. All right. So in the year nineteen eighty, a Star Wars themed Christmas album which was titled Christmas in the Stars. Uh, so in 1980, this album comes out featuring a song by an artist named John Bon Giovanni or Bon Giovi. John Bon Giovi. Yeah. That, that John Bon yeah. Jovi did a song on called Star R2D2. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Beep, 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 it was beep, his beep, first beep, ever beep, studio beep, recording. Bon Jovi's first ever recording was on a Star Wars album? A Star Wars Christmas album. Did he just do beeps? No, he uh, sang. Oh. It sounds nothing like Bon Jovi. I and that was only three years before, before, like, he b- hit the before scene. Bon Jovi happened. Okay, we're going to listen to that as soon as we're done here. I, I, I want to play it on the show. Are you allowed to? I don't think we can. Oh, yeah, you're right. God damn it. <laughs> Copyright, bro. God damn it. <laughs> well, we, we played the the ice cream suit trailer. Yeah, I but that like... was a trailer. That was just a propaganda. That was to get people to watch it. Okay, fine. All right. If we everybody, play the actual movie. JR, Sam, any of you else who are listening out there? Wait, wait, wait. Let's do something fun. I'm going to stop it. Everybody stop the podcast right now and listen to it. Ready? What on earth was that? Sorry, we stopped and listened to this thing. I hope you <laughs> yeah. did pause too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the dude playing C-3PO didn't even sound like C-3PO. No, not at all. He was just some <laughs> dude doing a weird British accent. Hello, R2. It's Christmas time. Dude, well, Let I, me give you a present. And, uh-huh. and, and C-3PO was there listening to it with him. It was like a space <laughs> transmission. And it was just addressed to R2-D2. Yeah, it was just Bon Jovi singing, R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Why is it I just mean, R2? I, I Nobody else gets a Merry Christmas? Yeah, no no Luke, no Chewie, no Han. Wait, wait, wait. This, this whole thing is weird. Like, do they... Do, like, does that mean Jesus Christ exists? In a galaxy far, far, like a well, long well, time ago. Well, they didn't say how long, long of a time ago. Like, like maybe think it was about a, a few long, long years time after. ago would have been two thousand, right? Like that two thousand years was a long, long time ago. Well, but that was Jesus. So I'm saying, like, maybe do you think Jesus was relevant at the time? They were like, "Yo, Jesus is this dude walking around on this planet called Earth," or do you think it was like a thousand years after Jesus? Do you think that there was? Do you think that Star Wars, like the Star Wars universe, had its own version of? Uh, Joshua Smith? Is that no? I feel I feel like I've got the the guy the guy who started Mormonism. Oh, uh, the, the whole like oh yeah, Jesus was in America and the, maybe Jesus yeah. was on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, t- to be fair, job Luke, of the Christ. To be fair, Luke was kind of a Christ figure. Oh yeah. Well, going back to the the R two D two, we want to wish you a merry Lukemas. Yeah, we'll go with the Gnostic stuff. Like, there's a lot of Gnostic <laughs> themes in Star Wars, man. Um, yeah, no, the, the, that's weird. That's that was Bon Jovi singing. Yes. 
I'll be honest, like when I first looked it up, I fully expected like wow. R2 used to work on the docks. Yeah, that was very <laughs> like I said during it, that was like very early 1970s, like late 60s, like Oh yeah. Very like family friendly, family approved. It, it barely even sounded like Bon Jovi. It I didn't think it sounded like Bon Jovi at all. Like the, the, there were a few, a few moments, very few, <laughs> where you can kind of like like okay. I could see where if you throw a little more like gravel into the voice, it's Bon Jovi, but <laughs> that's it. It wow. sounds like a kid singing the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, it does thing. sound like a kid. R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love the idea that not only is Jesus Christ a figure in which Christmas has is, is formative in other also, parts of the galaxy, but also the droids get presents. And... And I feel like this officially makes John Bon Jovi canon in the Star Wars universe. How do you figure? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Star Wars, like George Lucas had to have signed off on that album, right? That's the sad truth, man. All this, it, you know, it's, it's canon. I think about it's that. It's canon, just like the Christmas special. I think about that stuff sometimes. <laughs> like George Lucas, everyone's like, now everyone is after the Disney ones. Everyone's like, George Lucas should be in charge of them again. I remember when Disney bought it. I was. I remember thinking like, oh, that's cool. That's probably good. <laughs> like, because then you look at back at the stuff that came out under George Lee, you're like, yeah, the Christmas special. Have you seen the, you haven't seen the Christmas special? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. Okay. I don't think I've sat through the whole thing. That was terrible. <laughs> this album is terrible. I just saying that from the one song. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. If you can't get the real actors I'm, to I, be I, in it, I'm it's going to be terrible. My my appreciation since the, the 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 prequel trilogy has released, my appreciation has grown to the point where I go, you know what? Yeah, it was thought. Star through. Wars is this, this whole was, universe with its own world that doesn't yeah. even have to revolve around the like, Jedi it, as the Mandalorian like shows. Well, I mean, like just in the 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 original trilogy, the way it laid out when it came out, I remember thinking like. Oh, this isn't Star Wars. This is lame. The acting's terrible. Blah blah blah. And Which was a shame because there were some like well, very it, recognizable actors in, in it. Well, in retrospect, now when I watch it, I like, I've grown. Like it, I think it needed time. Like I think uh, I've been the, able to the CGI accept. CGI is still pretty rough to watch, but other than that, yeah, I, I've I'm been able you. to accept that that is the story. Yeah, it's come a long way that I, I accept. Okay, this is. This is from the, the mind of the guy that did this is the story. And it, at first it was not the story I wanted, but then looking back, you kind of get used to it. And like the acting's not great. And you know, like Hayden Christian Anderson, like I, I it's weird. Did you say it, Hayden Christian Anderson? Wait, Christian Hayden. Wait, no. What? Uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. There you go. What is Hayden Christian Anderson? Yeah, no, no. A Anakin Skywalker wrote a bunch of nursery rhymes. Did yeah, you not yeah, know yeah. that? Apparently he wrote fairy tales about like, uh, <laughs> Mermaids who wanted to be human, sure, and, and I, princesses I, who were the fairest in the land, according I, to a mirror that talks. I remember thinking this is terrible, and then I watched it years later, and I remember thinking, okay, the acting is terrible, and the story is what the story is. This is the story. The midichlorians, you can sit and argue about the midichlorians and all that yeah, stuff, but I, I don't care about that. I, I don't know. Like, I don't care. It's still George Lucas from the, and I realize now I, I get the you argument, can't hold like a microscope to star Wars, but if you just, I, if you sit there and you appreciate it for the narrative, it is, yeah. it's a great franchise. I'm, I'm sorry. I was excited for Disney to do the three, but did you see the thing like a week ago, JJ uh, Abrams came out and was like, 
yeah, I think we made a mistake. Maybe we should have had a plan for the Disney Star Wars you movies. You think? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, you didn't have a freaking plan? I mean, Although, I saw that. There's been like the screen ca- grabs of like the storyboards for some of the other versions that were supposed to happen that shows you, yeah, they didn't have a plan. But like, yeah, I wish he had a plan. The, at least the prequel had a plan. Whether whether it was planned out or not, you knew it was going to end with Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. You well, know, regardless I, actually, of how it went. I had this went. argument with Mikey today about, really? like, Attack of the Clones. Like, he, he had a problem with how brooding and, like, like clearly like Anakin had a darkness in him in Attack yeah. of the Clones. And he was talking about how that took him out of the movie. It's like, dude, he becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point. <laughs> He's got to have that in there. I mean, I, I, I do get where he's coming oh, from. For sure, I get you it. Kind too. of expect more. The way but like, you can't, the, the thing you can't is, make Anakin a hero and then just like in the last act of the last prequel yeah. turn him into Darth Vader. Well, You've got to the do thing a is, slow burn. In my mind, you want Anakin because you love him. You want him to have a deterioration of Darth Vader that sparks from some sort of external force. But the way it's written, it sparked almost entirely from his own internal. Right. issues it wasn't until and the revenge more, of the sith where palpatine stepped third, in and yeah. was like the hey, third or fourth yeah, time i've seen it in you embrace it yeah the third or fourth time i've seen it i recognized oh no it had to be his own actions that caused him to to for all this to happen it had to be his own actions and if you made it some external thing then you like you know he's not the evil vader that he is you know what i mean yeah exactly so I've grown to appreciate quite a bit. Um, so with your newfound appreciation of Star Wars and George Lucas's work, I wonder if I should advise you not to read Dune. Really? Why? Uh, I'm planning on reading it in two weeks. You'll start to notice there's a lot of parallels, man. Like you took a lot from it. Well, okay. For one, there's the obvious. It's a hero's journey that takes place on a desert planet. That doesn't sound familiar. No, not at all. <laughs> but when you realize, like, that this hero's a teenager who has, like, these special inherent abilities. Uh, oh. At one point in Dune, I read, like, like there was a passage that used blue milk as a... Really? Yeah. <laughs> he like took blue milk yeah, from Dune? He took blue milk from Dune. Dang. <laughs> Dune wasn't when was Dune written? You told me the last time. It was like 1968 it was published. So it wasn't even like public domain. He just straight up stole yeah. it. Oh, now, man. so far, so far I have not I have not seen lightsabers or lightning come out of anyone's hands. So, right, I have right. also not seen a have they traveled short, pointy-eared guy in, who talks funny. But have they traveled in any spaceships off of the planet? No. Okay. I'm always curious. Does it just take place in this world, like, or is it someone that travels to this world? So it, it, it so I don't want to spoil too out. much for you, but the idea is there, there's like a whole political structure to this galaxy. Yeah. And oh, so there are multiple planets yes. all connected. So it's yes. kind of futuristic. And so basically, in that way. the hero and his family are royalty on one planet, and they are reassigned by the Empire to this desert planet. Uh, that and, sounds oddly specific yeah, too, man. Right, right. Like does that? So he just added like wizards. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That he didn't even add the magic. He just he changed the magic. Wow. <laughs> there's, oh yeah, no. Uh, let's read it. Yeah, no. There's. I I don't know how much more detail I can give no, without don't, don't spoiling Dune for Hopefully you. Hopefully, in two weeks, I'll be reading it all. It'll. 
yeah, you'll be caught up to us in no time, dude. It is hilarious. it is a fantastic book. And I I don't George Lucas is not a hack, but there are a lot of parallels, and it's really cool to see like this is the thing that inspired him to create this absolute masterpiece that is well, that it inspired him to bring something like that of to, people. Yeah, to bring the something like that to the visual medium, which is cool too. Uh so far the hero has not kissed his sister, so there's that. That's always good. Yeah. So at least that's a divergence, yeah. right? <laughs> another another book. Um, anyways, we should probably sign off, we dude. We're at like should. two hours here. Um, it's amazing keep, how these solo episodes I keep started the, to it's stretch. It's funny, like 30 minutes in, I'm like, ah, this is going to be a short one. <laughs> and then we keep talking. Um, yeah, anyways, let's do some quick plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Tango. I'm also on TikTok at Matt. Oh, no. God, I've done that twice now. I'm on Twitter at Matt Rodolfi. You can also follow me at... Uh, Matt Tango on TikTok. You can follow our show, Family Records, on TikTok. God damn, what is wrong with me? <laughs> you can follow our show on Twitter at Family Records Po because there were not enough letters uh, for podcasts. It's all right. Maybe people will think we're an Edgar Allan Poe podcast. Or maybe they think we like the, the sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you can follow us at Family Records, but we also on Instagram at Family Records Podcast. Um, uh, those are my things. Check out the other show I do with Michael Landon. They might be bronies releasing every Thursday, uh, where we watch my little pony and find out if we might be bronies. What do you got, Blake? All right. I've got, uh, Twitter is Blake sweet comic. Uh, and my TikTok, which I have not used in like two months, but if you follow me, I might start using it again at BSBS comedy. Uh, I had to be very careful not to mix those two. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can catch me and Matt, as well as our other co-owners, Mikey and Ellis, on Ford Tango, which sounds like it's finally going to drop <laughs> after no. we've been plugging it for two months. We've been plugging it <laughs> for two months, and it's not, we can't, it all, I thought it was available, then it's not available, and it's, yeah. Then it is available, and then it's not available yeah. again. But yeah, no, so that's, that's finally going to start hitting podcasts kind and of YouTube. become a show where the four, four owners of Fat Tango just play games. Yeah, we played it's two truths and a lie this time. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I, I came with horrible, horrible examples. Yeah, you because, did not come prepared. Because everybody... Well, you can't, well, no, you can't you, prepare. You, you know all my fun ones. Like, yeah. you know the Dave Grohl one. I dealt you with that too, You know the Kyle man. Gass one. You know the NFL one. All this stuff today at Legoland. I was like, I can't use any of that. Mikey and Blake know all that. <laughs> Ellis is the only one that wouldn't know. Yeah. And, and even then, like, I tried to come up with weird, like, mundane ones, and you still knew them. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, but me. and then of course the uh the show that started it all the show that we're doing all this to support fat tango presents which is by the time this comes out we will have dropped our latest single uh, i've never heard of that show what is it fat tango presents <laughs> it is scripted comedy uh believe it or not matt has apparently never heard of the show where he does <laughs> most of the writing and voices <laughs> It's funny. We keep we're getting real actors, but somehow I keep getting lead roles. Yeah, I think it's just cheaper and easier. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. eventually we'll get to the. We point don't where have, we have to promise you that uh, we're going to give you money. We'll get yeah. That's exactly <laughs> even if it. we can't afford it at the time. We're just yeah. we're, we're just like yeah, Matt. You own the company. You got to do this. I think it's just easier because I'm I'm oh, yeah, okay at it. Whereas like it's so funny because like we have real actors now starting to work for us that are really good at it. <laughs> well, having done some editing, like. Like, yeah, there's there's a difference between the real actors like who have done this professionally uh -huh. 
But like we're we're so ev- with every episode, we're coming closer and closer to their level. Yeah, like it's getting it's, there. it's getting easier for us to jump into characters and to read these lines and deliver them in a way that sounds organic. Yeah, because I remember my very first one. I don't think we had a single line where I did less than ten takes. Yeah, that's true. We've gotten a lot I, better. I Even felt this so last... bad for I think it was yeah. Mikey who edited that one. Oh. We've gotten to a point where I can do a lead character in like three hours or less. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I think Pillow Talk, which will have just come out, yeah. was the first one that I flew through. Yeah, I think it took me three or four hours to do the entire episode. We're definitely coming along. Anyways, we it's, should it's, sign it's off. It's no y'all. Ellis Rodriguez doing Santa Claus yeah. in one take. Nothing but. really killed. <laughs> and, and Al, yeah, no, nothing really comes close to Ellis's freaking riffing on some of these. Although, uh, Sean McGrory, who we've had on the podcast and who will be coming out on future Fat Tangle Presents episodes, yep. has been a delight to work with. And he is like, there are some lines where it's one or two takes and he is just nails it done yeah on to the next one it's incredible pros it's awesome it's so cool that they do it every now and then we get as more actors are starting grateful for the opportunity and it's like i've I've still got that mindset of yeah we're just some idiots with a shed (laughs) yeah well the more it's funny too because more and more actors are enjoying the writing and stuff too and like, like i've actually been getting some like submissions like from actors doing rough cuts to see if we they want us to come in to like and it's like really for free you want to read my writing this is crazy you know like (laughs) how is this real life that's nuts um but it's it's awesome and and again you know if you like that show and you like this show check it out tell your friends please spread the news we'd like to have more we're getting more people involved on the creative end it'd be nice if more people were listening to it it would definitely help us um to start doing more and that's that's big and get better at it so if you are a fan of the show Please leave us a review if you got a moment. That would really go a long way for us. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like, you can email us and submit some stuff at our website or uh, fattangerproductions.com. A review would be cool, though. We yeah. need some reviews. That would be cool. We got. Hell, I know tweet we, at us. Do yeah. something. I know we got interact some listeners, which is cool. But Because the more you guys interact with us, the wider audience we can reach, which means the better product yeah. we can bring you Some guys. people have started reaching out, but yo, now's the time. If you like this show, this one's even more less focused than Bronies. Like tweet at us or, 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 or yeah. Instagram or something. Give us some reach out. Like we're going to reach out. If you tweet us, you know, how much love we're going to feel from that. We're going to be yeah, like, we're Holy get crap. Back to you right away. A person that we don't know likes what we're doing. Although that, that reminds me, um, like I got so jealous that you and Mikey with bronies have been I- interacting with fans yeah, on Twitter. It's pretty cool. And it took me a minute to realize like, Oh, we interact with fans too. It's just that like, it's Jr. Yeah. Who like, I know. So it's not as exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Jr. Get, get some of your friends at work or whatever to listen to this podcast and interact with us on yeah, Twitter. JR, tell someone about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you. Keep interacting with us on Twitter. But get like get people we don't know to interact with us on Twitter. This can't be. You don't don't <laughs> hoard us, Jr. You need to let us free. You need yeah, to let us fly. Besides, besides you got to go catch Spider Man. <laughs> That's why you weren't on today. Like, yeah, go focus on catching Spider Man. Let other people listen, bro, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Just tell someone. Come on. Yo, we got to stop this. This is over two hours. Yeah. We should really start. Right. We keep going long. Whatever. <laughs> um, here soon, we're gonna have uh, a special guest that. 
missed out on this week, next week. And then after that, we are actually on our fishing trip. So yeah, we're probably going to release two a week for a little while when that happens. Yeah, we're going to have a couple bonus episodes. It depends. We might you bring guys the are going to get to meet the family. Yeah, we might bring in the equipment. No one wants to do it. That's possible, too. So maybe we won't do that. But Well, um, we'll have Mikey at the very least. Yeah, we'll have Mikey there. We'll just get together and talk. And there, there, there's no way. There's no way Uncle Mike doesn't. Yeah, hop he's on. A, he likes the show. He'd we, probably hop we, on. We might have a hard time getting his levels, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> As a, we talked about with Eric, Buddhist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, y'all. Yeah, thank we we you really guys appreciate so it. Um, go check out Legion. It's a pretty good bourbon. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty good. And the more we drank, and, the more. It was and fun. we didn't screw up our tasting today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I nailed that. <laughs> All right, y'all. This was another episode of Family Records. We appreciate you hanging out, and we will see you next time. Peace. Later. This has been a Fat Tango production.